Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast. Once again, a podcast for your ears. My name is Jason. Today's show is brought to you by the McConaissance. All right. All right. I'm KJ. And we kick off this episode with my highlight of the week. Then we discuss dreams. Some colorful, some paralyzing, some even heroic. Okay, not heroic, uh, but superhero-ish. Next up, we'll pronounce some more words. And then we'll have some real thoughts about ranking and acting with food and beverages. Later, find out if we have a guest when we play Do We Have a Guest? And then find out what we really want to rant about this week as we get into HDCP protocols and school board letters in first world problems. And we'll wrap it all up with feedback and some poop Amazon reviews. Wait, that didn't come out right. Some poopy Amazon reviews? All that, plus several conversational tangents. In a week, week. things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. Well, here we are again, Jason. What is up this week? Good is up this week. Awesome. Because I got a surprise package this week. Uh-oh. Brad Weiss. Are you familiar with him? Um, the name sounds familiar, yes. Well, Brad Weiss sent me a jute box. Wh- what? Yeah, he sent me a jute box. Like, um, with like, the, the plays like CDs or records? Or, I mean, is it like, what is it like, what, <laughs> those things weigh like two or three hundred pounds, right? No, but he, it would hold a CD or a record. Oh, you're saying jute box. Jute, yes. Not juke box. Okay. Yes, I'm so saying So explain jute. to me what a jute box is. Um, well, I didn't know this about a jute box. I did actually thought a jute box didn't exist, as you uh, know. Same here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, it's like a bedroom, closet, kitchen, and probably more bedroom or bathroom, closet storage box. Oh, like a container organizational yeah. thing. Yeah, and it's called a natural jute jumbo storage box. And Brad in, enclosed a, a note that said, enjoy your jute box. Nice. And the thing <laughs> is that I, I don't know how Brad knew that I actually needed a jute box, but I did, and I'm already using it. And so I'd like to say, again, thank you, Brad, for the jute box. And I, I tweeted out, now this is a jute box. There you go. Oh, uh, yeah, I saw that picture. Yeah. Uh, so this is made out of jute is basically what it is. It's yeah. a container that's made out of jute, which is like a fiber kind of like twiny thing, right? Yes. I think okay. that's exactly right. Yes. So It's almost like a burlap kind of when you weave it together. Almost like a burlap, yeah. Hmm, okay. I just want to get the, you know, the essence, the atmosphere of this being around the jute box in the presence of the jute box. Yeah, it is almost burlap esque. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not very. Does it good. have like a, a burlap smell to it? I didn't smell it, to be honest. Okay. I did not stick my oh, nose well. in. Yeah. Well, if it's, I mean, if it smells like burlap, you would notice it just opening it up because. Oh, it's, okay. Well, it has I a didn't. Very 
strong like smell to me anyway. I'll have to go sniff it later and get back to you. Okay. But thank you, Brad. That made me laugh. And, uh, and actually, I'm getting some good use out of it. Awesome. What about you? Is good up for you this week, or what's happening? Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Um, I read something this week that I tweeted about a couple days ago, but um, it's about dreams. Something that I didn't know that I, I'm I'm a person who rarely dream. Who I would say I rarely dream because I think less than probably ten times in my entire life I've had a I've remembered or even realized I had a dream. Um, and the reason I say it that way is because I used to say I never dream. I I've only had like ten dreams in my entire life, but I've had so many people say, and I've read so much about it that uh, dream you dream all the time, and it's just you're not always aware of it consciously. Mm-hmm. You know what yep. I'm saying? Yep. So. I've very rarely ever realized that I was dreaming and don't remember really any time specific uh, that I can recall right now, but you know, I have a problem remembering stuff anyway. Yeah. Uh, but the thing, the reason I wanted to talk about dreams a little bit was because I read something that was super interesting to me that said before the invention of color television, dreams of most people were in black and white. Oh, yeah. I saw this tweet and. And I think it was Jen Babish who beat me to the punch with my reaction, which was, whoa. Yes. I, was, I said the same thing when I, when I found out about this. And I did some Googling. Uh, I would call it research, but I actually just went to Google and typed this in. Yeah. Uh, so well, not that's pretty research. much research nowadays. Did Wikipedia yes. come up? Was that the... No, it did not. Oh, okay. Uh, several psychological um, studies came up like from some older and some from like the mid-2000s where... Uh, that basically said, yeah, this is true, and a bunch of these surveys and stuff and research they did, over 75% of people before the invention of color television would say their dreams were in black and white when they were asked. Everything after the invention of color television, it swapped, it flipped to 75% of the people said their dreams were in color, which is amazing to me. Uh, yeah. That it just goes to show how much of an effect television itself and things like entertainment and movies have on our subconscious and how we view things when we're asleep. I mean, it's it's really kind of goes to how we imagine things and how we envision things um, that are not technically real in reality. Um, it's just amazing to me that, and I had never thought about it that way before, but it's pretty cool. Now, this brings up a couple questions for me. Okay. One, okay, since since I saw you tweet this, I've been hoping I would dream because okay. <laughs> I really do not know if I dream in black and white or color. I th- I swear really? I I think it's black and white. Hmm. Okay, you so have a that... black and white TV like CRT <laughs> no. old school with rabbit ear antennas in your house? No, I I don't. Okay. Not anymore. Right. So I guess I'm wondering, A, do you definitively when you do dream which is not very often do you dream in color so that's the first question and then the second question does this study mean that we as humans actually have no imagination at all so that we can't we can't dream in color earlier before color tvs are invented well i mean why aren't we dreaming in color why do we have to be shown by a tv how to dream in color we see the life in color yeah it's it's very very true i mean i i to take the second question first, I totally feel like um, this shows the tremendous impact that TV mm-hmm. and other visual media 
and in songs and music, all kinds of media, um, not just not just visual media, have on our um, imaginations, sub even subconscious levels of imagination. I mean that that to me was was pretty indicative of we're not very imaginative as a race. I mean not as a not race as a species. <laughs> yeah. Um, our imaginations are reliant on being told things. In the case, in, what am I trying to say? Um, My words aren't working. You're. You know, you know what I mean? As far as like being, it's, we're not. We, you need to be, we're suggest, we're suggestible. We, absolutely. We, we needed somebody to suggest only once and whether it's subconsciously or not, we're, we're thinking about that. Yes. This might be in, which, in, you know, sort of quantum entanglements, hashtag QE. Yes. I mean, because here's, here's the other thing. What is reality? <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, that's that's we're not going to get into that right now because that's way too open ended. But well, it's kind of like what it's there have been many suggestions that our existence, what we view as reality, is just a projection, a 3D holographic projection of a two dimensional plane that is really our existence is two dimensional and we're we view it as three dimensional because it's our imaginations projecting that from the subconscious part of our brain. Wait, does this mean that the Earth is actually flat? Kyrie Irving was right? According to that, technically, yes. And Shaq, too, who, who waited on that and said he also believed it was flat. Oh, did he? I missed that. Yes. I read something <laughs> about that, too. Um, you so, know, yeah, I... so actually, reality itself is possibly flat. Yeah. If you want to get viewing, if you want to buy into that theory. Now, which get, leads me to the fact of, you know, are we really living in the Matrix? <laughs> I mean, really. Is this going to lead you to do the um, Matrix theme song with your voice like you've done nope, in the past? Nope, I'm never doing that again. Okay. <laughs> nope. Dang. <laughs> now, you didn't answer but, my previous question. And I've forgotten what that question was. Do you dream in color? Do you know definitively that you dream in color? Yeah, I believe I do. Um, I can't really remember my dreams, but I've feel like I've answered this question before. Somebody asked me this years ago, like not too long after I had a dream and I could actually remember it. Um, I believe it was in color. I can't say for certain if all the dreams I've ever had have been in color because I don't remember, you know, 99% of them. And I don't even, you know, according to what I'm told, I don't even, you know, realize I'm dreaming even though I am the majority of the time, huge majority of the time. How about How about in terms of like... Not necessarily dream, but have you ever had this situation where you wake up, but you're not fully awake, but you're aware that you're still asleep and you can't move? It's like it's called some sort of paralysis or something. It's an actual thing that I, I probably should have researched this, but you you can't move your body because you're kind of half in between awake and asleep and you are trying to move and you're trying to move and it feels like forever. And then eventually you kind of like break out of it and you're able to move and then you wake up and you know, and then you're fully awake. Have you ever had a situation like that? I think you're going to need to elaborate. Um, but I may have, but I, I always just think of that as a dream where I'm trying to, like I'm late for something or I'm trying to get someplace and I can't move. Okay. But I've had this before, not, not like trying, not actual, like when I'm somewhere or when like I'm, I'm awake. It's like I realize I'm laying in the bed or laying on the couch. I'm asleep, and I realize that I need to wake up and move, and I cannot move. I cannot force and will my body to move, and it's like being 
I'm imagine what it would mm. be like to be paralyzed or where you're trying to move and you just can't physically it's not like something's holding you down it's just your your arms and legs aren't working all of a sudden yeah that um, i don't think has happened to me i think i'd remember if that has ha- i've had like i said i've had it in dreams where my my limbs feel really heavy like i just can't move but i feel like those are dreams not moments of paralysis well yeah i mean it's not te- it's not you know physical paralysis but it's a psychological subconscious thing where i I realize I'm laying there and I realize that I need to move and I can't and I'm halfway awake and halfway asleep and it feels like it goes on for, you know, minutes and then I come out of it and every time I come out of it, I'm in the same like position that I was imagining myself to be in. So I know that it's not a technically, technically a dream. It's more of a, um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like halfway awake, halfway asleep kind of craziness. Hmm. It's it has it's, a name you said? I believe so. I believe it's some sort of um psychological paralysis or something. I can't remember what the name of it is. This is, you know, <laughs> way to host the podcast and really go out and get the information. That's a good job by me. Well, I mean, that's nothing really new here. No. Um, so I'm sure that someone I mean, I could probably go to Google and figure it out. Uh so maybe, you know, in feedback I'll give feedback to myself on this episode as we're going it live and i'll go look it up i wonder if that's happened to anybody else or maybe what i'm describing is is what you're saying i'm just not i'm not describing it in the same way i think it's related and similar um but specifically i'm talking about not because i've had a i remember one dream that i've had where um i'm driving somewhere and i'm pulling up behind another car and i'm trying to stop and i cannot physically push the brake in the car oh, okay. hard enough to make the car stop. Have you ever had a dream like that? Not car stop, but usually trying to go somewhere and I can't move my legs to go. So I'm always dreaming yeah. that I'm late, which I'm sure is okay. some psychological thing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some subconscious thing. But I'm, yes, I'm talking about, I, so I've had that. I've, I remember one dream I had like that out of the 10 dreams I've had. That was one of them. Um, okay. But I'm specifically talking about with this paralysis thing where you realize you are asleep in you're you're like laying in the bed asleep and you're in the same position when you wake up that you imagine yourself in so that it's it's not it's not a coincidence you realize you know that you're where you are and you know physically as much as you know reality is reality um so that but then you just can't make your body move until you fully come out of that you know state halfway between asleep and awake and it could, in actual time, measured, you know, in, in conscious time, it could only last for, you know, a second, yeah, a split second. Yeah. But when you're asleep, because this, this is the thing that was, you know, people have in sci-fi and stuff, and I think the movie Inception talked about this, where, um, which I don't know if this is based in any science whatsoever, because I hadn't looked this up either, but where when you were asleep, uh, you know, a minute to you when you're asleep is like a second when you're awake. A minute. So like time okay. so time moves much, 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 much slower in your subconscious when you're asleep. Sure. So you could have a yeah. dream that feels like it lasts ten years and it's only like, you know, thirty seconds in real time. Which is cra it's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing how the human brain and, and subconscious and the universe in general, all that works. It's all amazes me every time something comes up. I mean, we've talked before about this quantum entanglement stuff, which is uh, unbelievable. And it's the crazy thing of the way that the quantum 
universe works, the more you pay attention to it and observe it, the more results it gives you. So that's why I think the more oh, yeah. that we've started noticing these QE events that we joke about and stuff like that. But I mean, we're not making this up. This is stuff that has happened where we're like, this is amazing that we just talked about this and this is happening. And it seems unrelated by any sort of physical or, you know, it doesn't matter the distance. It doesn't matter. You know, we're not telling somebody else what's going on with this. It just kind of pops up. And part of that is the more you observe stuff, the more you notice stuff, which, I mean, seems common mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. But the fact that that works on a subatomic quantum level is amazing to me. The universe is amazing. It, everything is awesome and amazing. <laughs> and we as human beings tend to ruin stuff and look at only the bad side of things. But how the fact that we're able to you know, just be alive right now is, is ridiculous and improbable and awesome. And, and you, for, you, you started, you know, everything is awesome. And everything yeah. is cool when you're part of a team. <laughs> Good is up. <laughs> uh, one more thing on dreams. My okay. favorite type of dream is almost the opposite of paralysis. It's when you're so deep in a dream that mm-hmm. you jump five feet in the air. Oh, yeah. You have like superhuman, it, like gravity is tuned, toned down, yeah. Well, you think that you've jumped so high. It's like when you wake yourself up by jumping. And whether it's, it's, whether it's you know, you're, you're a superhero and you're flying off a cliff or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I often dream that I'm in a plane. A, I'm afraid of planes. I hate planes. But in my yeah, dreams, I, I am saving the plane. And then the oh. plane crashes into the water. I am afraid I can't swim. So now I'm... This is like a terrible nightmare right. combined for you. But no, I'm, I, I end up being like some... For some reason, I'm not saving... Like there isn't anybody else on the plane. So it's not like I'm the hero, but I'm surviving these things. So I've crashed into the water and now I'm swimming, you know, like Olympic mm. distances to make it to the shore. And Diana Nyad. Yes, and then these these are the dreams where I jump five feet in my bed, and then I wake myself oh, okay. up. Nice. So let me ask you this: Did you ever have this specific dream before the movie Castaway with Tom Hanks came out? Um, what do you mean? Did you I dream ever Castaway? in my life, or this specific dream? This specific detailed dream of the plane crashing into the water, and you're basically by yourself, and you're surviving. <laughs> well. I uh, well, when did Castaway come out? Early mid two thousands, maybe before that. I'm sure I've had this dream before, and there was never any Wilson or you know an equivalent like basketball <laughs> or anything in these dreams. No, but that's the thing I'm saying is our subconscious picks like little bitty pieces of things like out of media and puts it in, and that's we may dream a whole like movie length dream that seems like to us it's you know two hours. With just from this one little section of something, it's we're very suggestible yeah, as a species. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I was getting to. Um, but I, this, I think it has and, more to do with the fact that I'm afraid of flying and I can't swim that I'm dreaming about conquering <laughs> these things. But it could be a castaway. Yeah, I have one question for you. Okay. Did you roll the windows down in the plane before it crashed? <laughs> I doubt I did because plane windows don't roll down, and what? Oh, okay. I, I mean, I can't, I can't be unrealistic in my dreams. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, like you know, like surviving a plane crash and swimming exactly, could, like across the Atlantic Ocean. That that would be that. That's so realistic. You wouldn't want to put like plane windows. Yeah, you can't roll, roll plane down. windows windows no. down. Come on. That's true. True. Very true. Well, that wraps it up for yet another week in review. We hope all your dreams came true during that segment. What? You weren't dreaming about it. Maybe you're dreaming now. What is reality? Are you alive? I don't know. Seriously, though, it's just a segment about dreams. And now, we'll pronounce some more words. Because this podcast is nonsense. And that's what we specialize in. Are you dreaming right now? Speaking of pronunciations, we've got yes. some this week. Or we've got, cool. we've got some words that we hope we've to be able to pronounce. We've got some words that we're going to pronounce, okay. Yeah. So the first any, one... Any phrases or just words? Uh, phrases. I, no, I don't think so. Cool. Okay, so the first one. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. I have, I have a feeling that this one's pretty common, but okay, it was suggested, so I put it down, and I think it's a good one. H-A-R-A-S-S-M-E-N-T. Harassment. Harassment, yes. You are correct. And the other way to pronounce what do I win? it? I'm asking. <laughs> oh, um, that you th- harassment. Yeah, harassment. So this came up, of course, with the whole Bill O'Reilly Fox News thing this week. I was hearing multiple reports on TV, harassment mm-hmm. and harassment back and forth. Yeah. So I just don't know, is that regional or is that... You know, just different preferences, or what's the deal with harassment? Um, my guess is that people who say harassment are trying to be fake British too much, okay. and they need to cut that out. Mm-hmm. That's trying to be fancy. It's well, that's just my, was, you know, hot take on that. Well, that's what I was going to say, you know, but instead I said certain preferences, but my thought was, are they <laughs> trying to be yeah. fancy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop being fancy, you fake British people. Versus, you know, it's just regional dialect. That's that's your way is probably nicer. To put it. <laughs> okay, so we're in agreement that it's harassment. I think so. Yes. Okay. It would be heresy to call it harassment. <laughs> and that will segue or segue right into our next oh word. Our next okay. word. Um, it's what you. Well, I'll just spell it because. It's easier. And I feel mm-hmm. like if I said what I was going to say, you would come up with something different than the actual that, word. That's what I do. I mean. It's, it's what you stuff your mail into is what I was going to say. <laughs> I'll let that go. Okay. E-N-V-E-L-O-P-E. Envelope. Envelope. Mm-hmm. And the alternative or is? Envelope. <laughs> and the other alternative is? I don't know. Envelope. I'm, I'm lost. Oh. Okay, Envelope. that makes sense. On versus in. Yes. Again, maybe Which, the fancy pronunciation is envelope, the sophisticated. Mm-hmm. Well, how would you say it? Say it in a sentence, like make up a sentence and then use it in the sentence. Um. I'm gonna Don't put. About it. I'm gonna put this letter in an envelope and mail it. Ah, see, I would say envelope. Envelope. 
Maybe that is more of a regional one. Or fan. It's more fancy. You are more fancy than I am. You're more sophisticated than I. Wait a minute. I would say the opposite. <laughs> and I would say that your pronunciation of it is certainly the more fancier. It's probably the more proper version. You think envelope is fancier than envelope? Envelope. Yeah. Envelope. <laughs> okay. Because well, it's more like enveloped. Well, that's my next word here. Mm-hmm. Moving from envelope, envelope to enveloped. Mm-hmm. You don't say enveloped. You don't say enveloped. You say enveloped. So the mm-hmm. the um, the emphasis emphasis changes the syllable yeah. is on the center sil- the center envelope mm-hmm. or enveloped no what's enveloped right <laughs> I will let you keep going with enveloped this. <laughs> which totally has nothing to do with envelope I guess except for your surrounding you know surrounding something yeah that's the whole that's the reason why. That's where the term for what you put mail into, something you're going to mail into, that's where it comes from. Comes from, you're yeah. wrapping it up in You're that. wrapping it up. You're, you're enveloping it. Yes, but nobody says that. I'm going to put this in an envelope and send it out in the mail. Because it's noun versus verb. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know what you're saying. I mean, but, you know, when I put something in an envelope, I envelop it with a piece of paper. I'm... I have a letter I'm going to mail. I'm going to envelop it in an envelope. That's yes. That's how I would say it. Yeah. Or you're, you're not, you're, see, this is what I mean about your sophistication level. I'm sticking it in an envelope. <laughs> well, that is, yeah, that is certainly less sophisticated, but not because of the pronunciation of envelope. Exactly. Okay, moving on. All right. This came Moving f- forward. Exactly. Very good. This came from Anita from Alaska. Okay. She said she was listening to the TK show, and um, mm-hmm. Michael pronounced the word F-O-R-E-W-O, I'm sorry, W-A-R-D. Mm-hmm. Forward. He said forward. F-O-E, like fo- forward. Mm-hmm. I think that's just an uh, almost like a regional accent dialect kind of thing. I do too. I think it's uh, more of the East Coast forward. Yes, you know, like absolutely. coffee or sauce. <laughs> sauce. <laughs> so you say so you say forward too as well. You don't say forward. I say forward. Yes. It's almost like now. Is she saying he left off the R sound in the first syllable? But included it in the second syllable? I'm not sure I could even say it like that. She, forward. That would be difficult for me to say. Forward. Forward. F-O-E. See, if I'm going to say, if I'm going to say it like that, if I'm going to leave off the R's, I'm going to say forward. It's, and so it's almost like F-O-E dash W-O-D. Forward. Forward. Uh, forward. Forward. There's a little R in the D when I say it. Forward. There's a little R in the D. Okay. There's a little R before the T. Okay. And actually, I think the word that she, I think I spelled it wrong. The word that she was, is like a foreword in a book. F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D. Okay. I think I said A-R-D, which is wrong. Uh, I don't know how to spell that word, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's I'm pretty sure it's F-O-R-E-W-O-R-D. 
forward in a book. Yeah. We're not talking about. So your subconscious brain tried to fix it the first time, and you I fought guess. back. I fought back. Yeah. Or you did say you did say W O the first time. Oh, and did you I corrected yourself? Oh. Yeah. But you know, it could be that the other word F O R W A R D. I'm moving forward in life. Hmm. Wouldn't that be? Wait a minute. Wouldn't, spelling that wrong too. I uh, when I spell, I need to write it down. No, I got that right. F O R W A R D. Forward. Yeah. So what you said the first time was F O R E W O R D, right? I think I said F O R E W A R D. Yeah, which is wrong. Which is which not is word. wrong. Yeah. Which uh, yeah. That's For, why. I so forward. F O R E W O R D. Mm-hmm. Versus forward, F-O-R-W-A-R-D. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah. But both of those could be pronounced in the same way. Forward or forward. Yes. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I definitely say forward. And that's what Anita said she says, forward. Uh-huh. But I doubt that, that Michael's the only one that pronounces it forward. Oh no, that's an East Coast thing. I've heard I've heard that several times. I believe it's an East Coast. It's a definitely a regional thing because I've heard that many times. Okay, it's right. also probably a like a Georgia thing because Georgia has a very specific Southern accent. And oh, okay. If you can imagine Jimmy Carter talking, that's kind of the accent. You're right. Real thoughts. Real thoughts. We ain't no. Well, we both have real thoughts this week, both of which revolve around food and beverage. So I'm just going to mention this real quick, and then we'll move on. This real thought of mine. I've had this thought forever. Um, It's really, well, I'll just get into it. So it's more of a real question, I guess. And here it is. Do movie and TV producers or directors or whoever's in charge of this, do they really not know that we, uh, the viewers, that we know that the actors in those movies and TV shows are pretending to drink coffee when they carry around those generic coffee cups? Or do they actually think that we think they're drinking something? We. Do, or don't, don't they care? Do you know what I'm talking about? These cups are obviously empty. I'm sorry, I'm still eating. <laughs> We're talking about food. Is there beverage in, in your... Menu. Is there actually water or coffee in your glass? Or are you just There's drinking a in from my a, mouth? Are you, is this just a fake drink? <laughs> it's real, can't you tell, from where I'm chewing? Yeah, I can tell. I'm not a good enough actor. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a mix of stuff. I think it's a little bit of both. Little column A, little column B. Yeah. It's so obvious that they're they're drinking from a, an empty cup. Sometimes. Most of the time. This is like okay. Viagra commercials where you don't see the guy's face. Now I notice that oh. all the time. <laughs> Selexa. Sorry. I think Selexa is that the other brand. They show the guy's face. Selexa. Is it not Selexa? What is it? The other Viagra type medicine. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> It's not Selexa. 
Um, you know, I'm kind of glad that I can't, I don't know this. Um, <laughs> uh, it's, um, starts with a C though. I know what you're talking about now. I can't think of it either. Mm-hmm. They, the they show the guy's face in that commercial. Oh, that's the bathtub commercial, which is dumb that people made fun of that when they put the like two people sitting in two old timey bathtubs holding hands, like on the side yeah, of the Grand yeah. Canyon. Yep. People made fun of that and they like steered into it. And now that like that silhouette is kind of like their logo. Oh, that's hilarious. What's the name of this thing? What is it? Because it always comes back to the bat, two people sitting in the old timey, you know, antique bathtubs, which is who, who came up with that as a metaphor for what this product does? I don't know. It, it makes zero sense to me. You're not even this. I mean, put them in the same bathtub at least. That's it's just true. like separate They're, beds, like on Mary Tyler Moore show. I'm not uh, uh, the Dick Brady Van Dyke show. Yeah. No, Brady Bunch is where the first Brady Bunch was the first television show that integrated one bed instead of two twins. Right. The the married couple. Yeah. yeah married I'm talking couple. about like you remember Dick Van Dyke show where Mary Tyler Moore and Dick Van Dyke yes. slept in separate yes. beds. Yeah. I mean that was back before co- dreams were in color. So the <laughs> um. True. What is the name? I got to look this up now. I'm gonna I'm gonna go into Google. This is an experiment. I'm gonna type in bath tub silhouette. Bonus points for being able to spell silhouette. Uh, commercial. I'm, how about antique bathtub silhouette commercial and see what comes up. Now, how do we get here from drinks being empty? <laughs> because you said something about Viagra. Yeah. It's got to be Selexa. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> Let's see. It's Hold not on. Selexa? I, I'm going to add some choice words to the end of this. Uh, Cialis. Oh. I'm not going to tell you the words that I added to the end of that Google search. <laughs> but it came right up. <laughs> I typed boner pills. Boner pills, but you know, it came yes. right up is what cracked me up. <laughs> I know that was the joke. <laughs> I know, but yeah. So antique bathtub silhouette boner, boner pills. pills. It's Cialis. Okay, Selexa. I now know what Selexa is. It's a medication for arthritis. Oh, totally different. Yeah, definitely. Way, way different. Do not want to mix these two up. Uh-uh. Do not want to uh-uh. cross these and take these accidentally. And probably your spouse probably does not want you to mix these up and take these accidentally either. <laughs> but Cialis is the commercial where they show the guy's face. Yes. It's the bathtub thing. I can't get past it. I don't understand. It, it's all I can think about whenever, because I mean, obviously they show, the only time I ever watch commercials, we've gone over this, is when, only time really anybody watches commercials, when you're watching a live sporting event. Yes. And apparently, Viagra and Cialis and, is there another one? I'm feeling like there's another one. There they probably all, is. Th- this is like 40% of the commercials I see during sporting events, it's either beer or, you know, boner pills. So... <laughs> I don't, I can't get past the bathtub part of it. It's like stuck, it's like such a mental block for me that I cannot, I'm not even thinking about your product. We couldn't even remember the name of the product, but we knew antique bathtubs on the side of the Grand Canyon. That's not good marketing to me. If it doesn't make you remember the product. They do always end with that bathtub thing. 
Yes. I've never and noticed like now, it. This is like Welcome to I Delicious, saw, where you can't get past Welcome well, to Delicious, <laughs> and I just stop listening until she stops talking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Cialis, Viagra, Welcome to Delicious, it kind of all goes together. Yeah, it does. But, what were we talking about? Am I okay? I'm okay done have now. you not noticed that they have empty cups? Uh, yeah, sometimes you can tell because it's the weight. You can exactly. tell like there's the weight. It's like oftentimes it's like a Starbucks or like a fake Starbucks. Yeah, fake cup. Starbucks generic um, coffee cup. Yeah. But you do know that a lot of actors, like serious actors, will insist on drinking and spitting out or eating and spitting out the food every take. So if they do like 30 takes of something where there's people eating in the scene, mm-hmm. there's a bucket like underneath the table or the, a PA comes running over with a bucket or like a container and every time they spit the food into that and then they go and do the next one. So they're not actually eating or drinking it, they're, but they're actually putting it in their mouth as part of it and then they spit it out. What about that scene in Goodwill Hunting where they're mm-hmm. eating a burger and then when they, when they have their first kiss? I don't remember in that the bar, scene. and Damon's chewing on a burger, and then Minnie Driver comes in for the kiss, so it's not awkward. They just might as well kiss. They kiss while they're eating. He looked pretty believable that he swallowed that burger. I digress, That's though. That's very possible. But I, I mean, if they had to do like fifty takes of that, he's not eating right. fifty bites of hamburger. Right. Probably not. Well, the, and the only thing I can think of when you think food and scenes from Good Will Hunting is apples. So that's the oh, only sure. thing that comes to my mind. Yeah. So Speaking about of them QE, apples? I just did a jingle with that line in it. <laughs> really? How about them apples, Satch? Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're crazy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, I agree with you, though. That you, it's obvious when they're not. It's obvious to me when they're not actually drinking or there's, when they're fake drinking. Or they, they sip I would it, say. First of all, it's too, it, they, it's too, it should be heavier than it looks. It looks like it's super light. Especially when they yes. first order it and they get the person hands it to them and then they're carrying it around like it's, I don't know, you know, like a piece of paper or a loaf of bread or something. They're just dangling yeah. it. And two, they sip it too fast. It's too hot to sip that fast. I agree. If you, try, if you pull a Starbucks cup, cup of coffee off of, the, off of the counter right when they put it up there, mm-hmm. your mouth is going to be molten lava on that first sip. It's yeah. always incredibly too hot. Hot coffee. Always. Yeah. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So to me, this is anno- as annoying as the bathtubs and Welcome to Delicious. Oh, it makes okay. me not so be able to I know concentrate. Where we now. Yeah, it makes me not be able to concentrate on the next thing they've said because I'm thinking, <laughs> just put some water in it if you want. Just drink something. It looks so fake. You know who comes? You know who comes to mind as being bad actor in this resort in this kind of situation, the scenario. The, the first person that comes to mind who? when I think about this bad acting with food and drink. Who? Is for some reason, reason Catherine Heigl, because oh. every time, everything like she's always in these all these in rom, rom uh, what is it rom coms romantic comedies where um, she's always like going to get a coffee or she's with a working woman and she's like trying to run to her you know you, you've seen Knocked Up right with yes. uh, Seth Rogen and her yep. and it's always like she's you know trying to get all her stuff together and like she's dropping like clipboards and papers and stuff and. She's always like, you know, brushing that a few strands of hair out of her pon- that came out of her ponytail, like away from her face, and she's got like a coffee cup in that. And I'm like, nobody is carrying a coffee cup in that manner if it has a bunch of hot coffee. In exactly. It. So it has bothered you, and you've at least had this thought. 
Yeah, but I actually didn't think about it and put that together that that's what bothers me about that scene and, mm-hmm. uh, and that type of scene until you mentioned it. It's, it's not, nobody handles the coffee that way. It's you're not right. realistic. And if you're going to, yes. you have to pay attention to the details if you're going to put on a show that you want us to believe is actually happening. Or, Absolutely. Or not necessarily. I mean, we know it's fake, but you well, know what I'm talking about. It's suspension about. of disbelief is what it's called. You have to be able to suspend your disbelief to a point yes. where you're like buying into it enough to where your mind does not go, your your brain is not automatically going, okay, that's fake right there. That doesn't make any sense. Because the more you think about that, the more you start to notice. And I'll, I'll put it this way from a video editing perspective, from standpoint of, it, it took me several years of editing video and editing like commercials and editing things that um, people were acting in that I knew they were acting because I was there when they filmed it or I knew it was fake. Um, you can start to see around the edges of, okay, I know how they shot that. They did this angle right there and th- that person's not actually standing there. They did this and here's a camera trick and blah, blah, blah. Once you get into that more behind the scenes stuff, that stuff jumps out at you immediately. So it's hard for me to watch movies and TV now that are done that are not done in a you know excellent way from a production standpoint because all of that stuff just like you're saying with the coffee cup you're like concentrating on that instead of what the person's saying I'm like thinking okay that's not real right there that's bad acting I can see where they splice that together this yeah. is from another scene the lighting's different da, 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 that's all messed up and there's a lot of production companies a lot of people who do a very good job of this and it's not noticeable but it really jumps out at me now when I see it after having edited video for years yeah so I totally I'm sure. with you on this yep. yeah Okay, that was, I got that out of the way. Okay. All right, we'll put that on the shelf. Now, anything else? We, we, we both have thoughts about food. Yes. Well, you had sent me um, an article. You texted me and said, have you seen this? Is the Ringer, like the Ringer.com, they did a ranking of fast food. Yeah, yes. Basically. Uh, like items, individual items at fast food places. And I told you, yeah, I read this, you know, when it came, it was like from was it a couple months ago, I think it was. So Bill Simmons and Joe House did a podcast about it too, where they talked about and I mean Simmons is the editor in chief of the Ringer of the website, yeah, right. But him and House spent the entire podcast making fun and ripping apart this list that people that work at the website made because a lot they kept saying you know these are all millennials, they're all like twenty year olds, twenty five year olds, thirty year olds, and they don't know what good food is, and so they kind of corrected that. I would highly recommend going and listen to that podcast episode because it's it's funny and it's good, and I agree with almost everything they said in there. Um, but you had sent me this to see if I had seen it, yeah, and you had not and the only thing that seen stands it. out to me. You'd see yes, you heard a I, podcast about it. I've now, done a deep dive on this. Yeah. Let me let's let me just say what the article is before you get into it. It's basically sure. the top fifty fast food items in America from the ringer.com. So these mm-hmm. little these like twenty five year old millennials have ranked the top fifty fast food items. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Um the only thing I'll say about this is that waffle fries should not be number one. Yeah, waffle fries from Chick fil A number one. I guess I can't yeah. really complain because I do not think I've ever been to Chick-fil-A, let alone eat waffle fries by them. Really? Chick-fil-A is okay. I, I really don't like, like it all that much. But, I mean, the waffle fries are good. But I'm going to go back to what Simmons and House said and listen to them. They talk about this in much more detail and much better than I am. Um, they, they talk about how you can't have a side item as the main item number one. You can't do that. I mean, and that, I completely agree with that. Now, oh, did you look yeah. at this list? Did you send me this for a particular reason or something? You saw that you were like, this is ridiculous? Not necessarily. However, I do think it's ridiculous that they... Oh, so, so what's interesting to me is they listed... So waffle fries and then... Uh, waffle fries is number one. 
And then they tell you when it's introduced, which is kind of fun, right? 1985. But then they tell you the calories. Come on. If you're eating this stuff, you're not worried about <laughs> calories. Don't show me calories. No. And don't, I don't care That's... really much about the price because the price is all going to be pretty close. So they show yes. you when it's introduced, the price and the calories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that, you know, number two, the double-double in an out burger is 670 calories. That does not help no. me decide to eat this more. Nope. I'm not thinking about calories when I'm eating this food. So some things that stuck out to me. I'm not eating this food me. every day. So when I, right. when I eat it, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I want it to be as nasty and as sloppy and as messy as I possibly can get it. Yeah, you're not, you're not worried about calories if you're choosing any of these items on this list. Nope. Um, nope, nope. So a couple By the things way, speaking that, of Chick-fil-A. Yeah. Have you ever, did you know, have I told you a story about going to the very first original Chick-fil-A restaurant? Uh, I do not think so. I think I would remember it's that. Called the dwar- it's, it's a Chick-fil-A dwarf house. It's, in, it's, it's south of Atlanta. Okay. Uh, southwest of Atlanta. Um, I went to it. I was coming back from the airport. This is years ago. And because the airport is down southwest of Atlanta. And so I'm driving and I live on the other side, northeast uh, suburbs. So I'm driving there and I stop at this place. And I was like, oh, this is just Chick-fil-A here. And this is a different looking Chick-fil-A. And I go in and it looks more like a Waffle House inside. Okay. Where they have like the counter and the grill and everything right up front. And it's not like fast food at all. It's like an old kind of diner, sort of. And I saw that they had hamburgers on the menu at Chick-fil-A, which is like their big thing is they have the cows, you know, right. saying, you know, eat more chicken. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I was like, I want a hamburger because I want to say I ate a hamburger at Chick-fil-A. Because uh-huh. I don't think they serve hamburgers in any of the real, actual chain restaurants now. I haven't been in a while. That's probably why I haven't gone because I don't. Really want if I'm gonna have fast food, I'm not wasting it on chicken. I'm eating a big old juicy burger. Yeah. Okay. Go this on, was go the ahead. best, the best hamburger I've ever eaten oh, in my entire life. Really? Was at the original Chick Fil A. So yes. you think they went away from the burgers now? I don't. I don't think they serve burgers anywhere. I think that's their main marketing like campaign push that they that you should you know chicken. It's about chicken and not and their chicken is okay. It's fine. And I'll admit I prefer like you said burgers over chicken. But the best hamburger I've ever had. It was incredible. And maybe it's the juxtaposition of, hey, I'm eating a hamburger yeah, and a maybe. Chick-fil-A. Isn't this ridiculous? Yeah. That made it better. But, I mean, it, it's even without that, it's it, you know the very top, near the very top of the list as far as the quality of it. It was great. So I highly recommend if, you, if you're in Atlanta, if you go to the Atlanta, if you fly through Atlanta, because, I mean, if you live in the continental United States and you're flying anywhere in the southeast, you're probably going through Atlanta, at least through the airport at some point. If you got like a two-hour layover, it's about you know fifteen minutes outside the airport. Go check it out. So Absolutely I, recommend it. Worth it. I missed it the last time I was in Atlanta. I'll have to yeah. do that next a, time. I would go there before I went to the Coca-Cola Museum. Although I don't think I'd go to Chick Fil A for political reasons. So that Chick Fil A is out. I understand that. Um, now number two. I can understand. That. I yeah. think. Over the waffle fries being a side item, like uh, you said, and like Bill and House said, double uh-huh. double in and out should be number one if you're going to talk about because in and out is right up there for me. Not a double yeah. double, and I don't like cheeseburgers. So just a double yeah. double double without the cheese is right up there for me. Yeah, also, the fast food. Wendy's hamburgers with the square meat, I love them. Yeah, those are good too. Mm-hmm. Those are way up there to me in terms of fast food hamburgers. 
And they put fries, now, McDonald's fries at number three. I'm not a big McDonald's fries fan. I'm not a big fries fan in general. Oh, I am. I love French fries, and McDonald's are not the number one fry to me. Who is? Um, waffle fries are good. Chick-fil-A waffle fries are good. Um, I would probably say Five Guys at this point. That's the most recent like great five guys? fries that I've had. Yeah. Or Five Guys. No, Five Guys. Okay. Five Guys. Um, and is you that, know, I mean, I'm assuming that's considered fast food. Five Guys is in here at number 10 with the bacon cheeseburger. Oh, Cajun Fries, Five Guys at number 26. Cajun too, Fries, so yes. yes. Now, number, I would put those ahead of McDonald's Fries. Number eight, I think definitely belongs there, and that's a Frosty. That's not now. I, I haven't had a frosty in probably twenty years, but when I was a kid, I was about a to say, "When's the last time you had a frosty?" Yeah. Introduced yeah. in nineteen sixty-nine. Because it's a bunch of chocolate ice cream. I've never. I'm not a big chocolate mm-hmm. fan, so like chocolate ice cream fan. So I, I prefer what's listed at number seven, the oh yes. lizard from Dairy Queen, mm-hmm. or like something like similar from like Sonic, or Sonic is um, on here. Something pretty much any. Pretty much any like blizzard slash you know ice cream uh, dessert at any of these fast food places, except for the McDonald's soft serve ice cream, which I have never liked even yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Uh, except for that, excluding that, I would put everything else above the frosty. Well, see, seven is blizzard, eight is frosty, and nine is the McFlurry at McDonald's. Um, yeah, they went on a run of desserts, yeah, which I did. don't think belong in the top ten to me. I agree, though, that um, frosty, I. I don't think I'd ch- see. Let me go. The blizzard was introduced in 85, Frosty in 69. So the blizzards yep. weren't around yet. Frosty was pretty much the choice if you were going to go to a fast food or I guess soft serve ice cream. I don't yep. think if you put, if you said Dairy Queen Blizzard or Frosty now, there's no doubt what I'm picking. And it ain't the Frosty. No. That's what I'm saying. And this is now. They're not, they're not basing this exactly. on childhood. Right, Memories. These people weren't alive in 1969. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I wasn't alive in 1969. These people weren't alive in 1985. Was that what you said? The blizzard was 85. 85. Yeah. Yeah. They. Most of these people writing this were probably not alive in 1985. You're, Some you're, of them possibly not in 1997, which is when the McFlurry. Pr- which I don't think I've ever had a McFlurry. Right I don't. I haven't either. Um, but they okay. do have less calories than a blizzard, so remember that next I don't, time. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's, yeah, that's number one on the list of what I was making this, this decision for me. Okay, now, the so other thing I will say is 17. I was just going to go there. I think we're going to differ on this. You cannot put a pretzel on there. Oh, yes, you can. When it's from Auntie Annie's, you can. Oh, no. my gosh. They are the best pretzels I ever had. I can't tolerate a them anymore. A pretzel is a pretzel is a pretzel. Not true. Not true at all. Have you ever I, had I, Auntie Annie's? Yes. Yes, I have. And, and you I've think that's the same the street, as a ballpark like pretzel? in New York. I don't like any of them. They're, they're just all kind of, eh. Oh, pretzels. A, an, no, Auntie Annie's is superior. I can't tolerate them anymore. But when I liked them, I mean, I would go, the only place I've ever seen Auntie Annie's is in malls. Yeah. I hate I shopping at malls. I stay away from malls yeah, at all malls costs. Yeah. But there was a time when I went to malls with my friends just to get Auntie Annie's. I don't know if it's <clears> Annie's <throat> or Anne's, but I call it Anne's. Annie's. And I call it Auntie and not Auntie. So I was gonna why, say do you, that was why is that? You know? So anyway, but I think you, you asked me if anything stuck out. I agree with some of these things. But I can see there's nothing okay. from Burger King. Nothing from Hardee's. 
Nothing from Carl's Jr. Nothing from Taco Bell, mm. I don't think. Well, no, no, no. There's Taco Bell. There's tacos on here. There's Jackbox tacos, Jack but then there's the also Crunchy Shell tacos from Taco Bell, which I okay. think is probably the best Taco Bell item. You got to eat about twenty of them, but and there, I mean, and you get twenty of them for like a dollar fifty. Oh, there it is. Yeah, but total. But um, but yeah. And if you're gonna put Chipotle um, on there, I'm not going with the soft tacos. I'm going with the fajita burrito. Yeah, I think what we can basically sum- summarize about this list is everything on here is essentially they went the wrong direction or the different direction that we would have yes. in every both micro and macro. Absolutely. <laughs> no matter what you have, the way you look at it. Yeah. Also, the definition yeah. of what is fast food. If we're talking about ice cream places like Dairy Queen, um, yeah. Cherry then you Berry. Need to like Brewster's. And Culver's, I mean, is there Culver's? Culver's like is on here. Is on Culver's here? is on here, but it's the cheese curds, and that's a problem. Cheese curds yeah. are fine, but you need to get the custard in there. If you're going to put in Dairy okay. Queen, you need to put the custard of Culver's in there. And I, I like agree. Cherry Berry. I don't like it. I don't like Cherry Berry for their frozen yogurt, but I like it for being able to fast food, go through the line, and add all kinds of good toppings. Okay, so like the candy bar, sort of. Yeah, and malts. Last week. Okay. Yeah, like the candy bar. Yeah. And malts at Shake Shack, not on here. So people, hmm. but again, this goes to the ridiculousness of trying to rank things. Yes, but they, this list is r- completely ridiculous. One thing that shocked me, though, was the baked apple pie from McDonald's introduced in 1948. Yes, it's old. Yeah. So you got to give it to them for... You know, if some of them are Trying. not born until 87, going that far back yeah. to the baked apple, apple pie when they probably haven't heard Laren Cohen's version of Hallelujah. That's very true. They think yeah. Whitney Houston wrote I'll Always Love You, and they think uh, Jeff Buckley or Katie Lang wrote Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, the other only thing I will say is putting Subway cookies on here is a crime against humanity. <laughs> what the crap? Are you kidding me? Oh, well, that's Whoever put that on there should be fired. Well, okay, but you don't like the Subway cookies, or you think Subway cookies are better elsewhere? Subway cookies are not any better than any other soft cookie anywhere. I mean, I I prefer to go, if you're going to put that on there, I'd rather say put Publix, the grocery store on here, and go and get a black and white cookie at Publix, because that's just as fast as getting a soft cookie at Subway, and they're much better. That goes back to my definition of fast food. What is fast food? Yes. Um, So putting Subway soft cookies, there's nothing, look, look. There's nothing inherently evil about Subway soft cookies. They're not insurance. But come on, you cannot put that in the top 50 no, you, greatest fast food items of all time. I'll agree with That's you there. That's insane. Um, but I do like the Subway cookie. I don't think I'd yeah, rank I don't it in like, the top 50. It's cookies. I mean, I'll eat cookies all day, but come on. And they have the glazed donut from Krispy Kreme. Um, I do enjoy a good Krispy Kreme donut. Yeah, Krispy Kreme is good. You yeah. know what I found out the other day? What? Krispy Kreme and Panera Bread are owned by the same company now. That is hilarious to me. Have you seen Panera Breads? Yep. Oh, you know, you want real food. Panera's Breads? Panera's Breads commercial. Yeah, those dumb commercials. You want real yeah, food. Yeah. We don't want this fake crap. Yeah. And then they own Krispy Kreme? That's hilarious. Yeah. Well, and have you ever been to Panera Bread? It's not of real course. food either. No. It's, no. But it they, tastes like they warmed it up in the microwave. They do have the, you know, the... It's fine, but I mean, don't, don't, don't come out and say, oh, you need real food. You need home cooking and then mm-hmm. throw that stuff mm-hmm. at me. Get out of here. They, do, they are the ones that have come up with the bacon. Um, I did a jingle about it. Clean bacon. Dirty laundry. Clean bacon. <laughs> clean bacon. They call it no, clean I, bacon. Yeah. Get out of here with that. I researched, yeah, I researched the, um, 
what food preparation places and what companies and what um, grocery store chains sell the food that is best rated as far as like antibiotic free, you know, organic stuff. Mm-hmm. And Panera bread, Panera's breads was like one of the only two that got like an A rating for antibiotic free um, meats that they serve. Well, that's good. So is, I'll give them that. Where was Chipotle yep. in that list? Because they brag about it. Oh, it was, um, it didn't get the A rating, I don't think. Maybe it was a B. It wasn't that far down. But then like there was like two A's, like three or four B's, several C's, like maybe a handful of C's. And then the rest were F. Like literally, and they had like hundreds of fast food restaurants. Most of them were F. Okay. So I mean, it was like I don't want to see that terrible, then, probably. Terrible, terrible, yeah. You don't want to see it. One more thing if I want to continue to eat fast food, you don't want to see it. I haven't eaten fast food for a long time, but, you know, occasionally yeah. I will, like Culver's custard. Anyway. Yeah. One more thing I want to say. One of the best fast food items that I used to love, like, when I was in high school, and I believe the, the place was Taco John's. Mm-hmm. And I want to say it was called a flauta. And yeah, it, it was a flauta. It was like a dessert, though. It was uh, wrapped up, and that's it had like cherries a, in it, and it had powdered sugar all around it. That's more like a flan, I think. Is it flan? Let me look this up. There's, there's, it's two different, it's two different food items. Okay. A flauta is more like a enchilada taco, taquito kind of thing to me. Okay. I thought um, I swear it was a flauta that I ordered all the time, but it was a cherry, a f- cherries inside with a tortilla ra- wrapped around a tor- wrapped in a tortilla soaked in powdered sugar. Taco John's. It was fabulous. I'm pretty sure it was Taco John's. It wasn't Taco Bell. It could, I mean, it could very well be... Um, it's kind of like a churro, but I don't think it's churro is what yeah. I ordered. They had a different name a for it. A flauta could have like, like dessert-like type fruit mm-hmm. stuff in it. That's, that's possible, I'm assuming. So if anybody out there listening to this remembers Taco John cherry flautas, let me know. Because I, I, I think I got that right here. I think I have that right. I'm going to... I agree with you on that. I'm going to say that I... I've never had that for sure, so I'm going to... So if anything, you know. that should be above Subway cookies. Oh, yeah. Well, everything should be above Subway cookies on this list. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had half of these things on this list. Popeye's chicken I'm definitely probably... deserves to be up there. I'm happy that they did yeah. that. Yeah, and there, there's a Burger King, but the original chicken sandwich from Burger King, which Oh, there is sense. a Burger King in here? Yes. If you're going to pick an item from Burger King, it has to be the Whopper or the Whopper Jr. Yeah, it can't be original chicken sandwich from Burger King. No. That'd be like going to Chick-fil-A and ordering a hamburger. I cannot order chicken from a... I eat a lot of chicken at home. We prepare chicken meals at home more than anything else. But I am not Uh ordering... If I'm going to waste 600 to 850 calories to 1,000 calories, thanks article for telling me the calories. If I'm going to waste that much, <laughs> I'm getting a burger. Don't give yeah. me this chicken sandwich crap. Yeah, red meat or nothing. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of which, the just below the original chicken sandwich is the McDonald's Filet-O-Fish, which I thought no. was well known to be just a crime, no, just a travesty. Uh, it's another thing I don't order is fish at rest- fast terrible. food. You cannot order yeah. fast food restaurant fish. No, even I listen. I don't. I barely eat like to eat seafood when I go to like the ocean. I know. So, I mean, I'm not like when I'm at the beach or like at a at the coast. Yeah. I'm definitely not eating fast food, fish related products 
in the in the landlocked middle of America. There's you, no way. Like in Nebraska, say? Well, I mean... Where you haven't been Depends yet. on how much corn I have to eat with it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, no. And now it's time for a segment that we call First World Problems. But it's really just us complaining for 30 minutes. Enjoy. And speaking of First World Problems, this one... Yes. ...is... About my country living. Again, I've spoken about my country living before. Your what now? Country living. Rural life. Rural Minnesota. Oh, okay. Isn't there a magazine titled Country Living? Or country. Country living. Yes, I think there is. Mm -hmm. Speaking of country living, we got a tweet from... I thought you meant your subscription to that when you started talking about it. Sorry. No, I canceled that. Okay, what, in 1983? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Speaking of country living, we got a tweet Uh from Mark V at home, at Mark V at home. Cool. And he was talking about, you know, kind of jumping in on that S-Town discussion. And he said, the S-Town podcast is all about rural, about all about life in rural South. KJ brings rural Mm -hmm. Minnesota. I like that. Well, I'm about to bring some rural Minnesota right now. Uh Uh-oh. So, I guess occasionally, I think I have mentioned my my difficulty of getting internet services out here in my rural Minnesota home. Yes. So the, there's really no broadband or cable or you know, no you know, anything no. fiber, no fiber ran, lines ran to your house that kind of situation. No, the only real option besides cell phone companies is, which is what we do, is satellite internet, and that's not a road yeah. we wanted to go down. Nope, I agree with that totally. So. Um, our solution has been, I think, the best one we could come up with, and it's worked well for the last, I don't know, four years or so, was mm-hmm. a cable. I think, it, I think it's like an, a lightning, an Apple lightning cable or something like that. Yeah, whatever they call it, you know, this week. Yeah, exactly. It was like a thunder port, and now it's a lightning, and I'm sure we're going to get like tornado and hurricane will be one of the next ones. That's true. You're, you, there is a theme. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a well, hurricane it's Apple, now. always a theme. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so you, you plug that into your phone and then it and to your TV, and then the TV essentially mirrors what's on your phone. Oh, okay. And that, that worked great. It, did, it pretty much mirrored everything on your phone. So we could stream all of our shows on Netflix, Amazon Video, HBO Go, ESPN, FX, you name it. I could mm-hmm. do it. Until recently. So all of a sudden Uh-oh. now, Netflix and HBO Go don't work with that cable anymore. And all the other ones so do. The, so it transfers. You can see it on the phone. It's streaming to the phone. It just doesn't transfer across the cable to the television. Correct. It does for a split seconds, and then it cuts out, and then you can hear the audio on the TV, but it's a blank screen. Yes. You know what that sounds like to me? No. What does it sound like? HD copy protection. Yeah, and I, that's exactly what I've been reading on and researching. Um, so now HDCP, I think. It's yeah, something like that, to. which is ridiculous because why? Why can't I watch it? Um, it doesn't make any sense to me either. So you know, 
bef- so now I can still watch. Okay, let me see if this sounds like HD copyright or whatever you said. I can down. You know how Netflix <laughs> lets you download on your phone if it's an original Netflix show. Yes. I can download it, and then it'll work with the cable. Mm-hmm. Why is that? What's the difference? Because they view streaming media co- corporations view streaming different from downloading, which is the dumbest thing ever. It's ridiculous. I can still watch Amazon Video, uh, all the other ones. I just can't watch Netflix and HBO Go. Yep. So now the only way we can watch those shows is on our phones. Which is not the ideal. Absolutely way for most not. Of those shows. You don't want to sit there. I mean, I'm. I don't mind cuddling, but I don't need to be sitting right there and looking at a four-inch screen or whatever it is. Right. I mean, you can't even see all the boobs in Game of Thrones. I mean, dragons. You can't see all the dragons in Game of Thrones. Exactly. Or they, they're, they're miniature, you know? Yes, yes. And that's never good. Never. Nobody wants a miniature dragon. <laughs> okay, I'm going to move right past that. So, I guess what I'm wondering is, have you ever heard of Apple... I'm sure you've heard of Apple TV. But have, have you I heard... Have heard of Apple and Apple TV? Yes. Have you heard of AirPlay? Yes. So... I think what I have done over the past four or five years that's worked great until now is basically AirPlay without, with a, with a cable. Because AirPlay allows you to mirror your phone. Yes. What are you laughing at? <laughs> that's what AirPlay is. It's, it just takes the cable out of its just wireless transfer. Exactly, AirPlay. But you cannot, as far as I understand... Okay, so if I AirPlay my phone to the TV, that's fine, but you can't use Apple. There's no way for me to watch that TV without a Wi-Fi connection. Well, is it the phone? Is What's the Wi-Fi connection that's streaming it? No, they don't let you use LTE. For So, for instance, if I went out... So, so AirPlay won't let you stream via cell signal? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. And that's okay. that's what I've gathered from reading about Apple TV. Okay. That I could go get well, an Apple, Apple TV is a different product than your phone, yeah. But in order for me to access apps that I want to watch, I would need some sort of Apple TV or Roku or something. Uh yeah, you then but then you could set your phone as a hotspot and just use the phone like as an internet like a wireless router. Yes, you can do that, but that's where you know, so the the other irony or ironic thing of all this is that now both of us have unlimited data plans, and I can't utilize mine because they won't let me on those those particular apps plug in the cable and watch TV. I can utilize it, but not the way I want. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's very strange, and and some of those decisions are made at a level that I think the people making the decisions don't really realize. I mean, there's. What they're trying to do is copy protect their stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it doesn't make any sense. If you can see it on your phone, you should be able to display it on the TV. Now, I've had the same issue with iTunes, where if I've rented a movie in iTunes, I can display it on my computer monitor, but in order to display it on the HDTV that I have hooked up via cable yeah. to my video card, it's a very similar thing. Um, I have to make the TV my main monitor or HDCP kicks in and says, oh no, you can't stream to this this display, which is the dumbest thing ever because all I have to do is make it my main display and using my video card software, which takes 30 seconds. I mean, it takes three seconds, not 30 seconds. Uh-huh. And then it, it works. So what what is the point of that? 
Exactly. It just alienates. There's got to be somebody. Just pisses people off. Yeah. There's got to be some somewhere along the line of this decision making process. They have decided. Oh, we don't want them to be able to stream out of this because this one particular thing could happen. I mean, do they think that I'm sending it out? of the thing in order to record it and do something else with it, which is probably, you know, why all this comes from is the fact is if you rent a movie or you have something from Netflix um, that you're watching, you're streaming that they don't want you to keep mm-hmm. because then if you could download it and keep it and record it, I mean, it goes back to the days of, you know, ripping CDs sure. and, you know, yeah. copying cassettes and media companies have all and companies that produce media and rightfully so have been very high on copy protection just because they don't want to get ripped off. They want everybody who wants to view their stuff to actually pay for it, which I totally agree with. I'm 100% behind that. Yeah. Artists and creators and companies and people say, well, you know, these people making these TV shows make millions of dollars. They don't They don't need my money, but it's the thing they won't be able to employ the people who don't make millions of dollars. The people who get paid by the hour to, you know, do a, do a light rig or set up a, you know, be the key grip on this thing or the, the best boy, which I always thought was a <laughs> funny, you know, crew uh, title, but that kind of stuff, you know, assistant directors and stuff, they're not, a lot of them are not making millions of dollars per movie. They're making, you know, money per hour. So they need to get paid. So ripping, ripping DVDs and stuff and stealing it, it's, it's stealing. I mean, it's theft. So, I mean, sure. I'm totally against that, but I mean, they need to come up with a better way because they're inconveniencing people who are not trying to, and here's the thing, instead of making a better copy protection that kind of weeds this stuff out and separates the these people are stealing it. We don't want to let them do it. And these people are using it for a legitimate reason. We need to in- enable them to be able to do this. Instead of doing that and splitting those two up, they basically just lumped it all together and said, well, it's just easier for us to just block it all. Oh, yeah. And I t- your your points are, you know, I agree with what you're saying. I, I am not trying to steal. I have paid for Netflix. Oh, no, totally. Basically, I'm trying to watch it on a bigger screen. And, and I used to, I've done it for five years and now all of a sudden I can't. Um, yeah. And, and I'm not even sure it's 100% this, but it sounds like what they have done is said, if you can, st- if you can stream it out of your phone, then they start getting afraid that they don't, they're not in control of it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that you can record it to another device or send it to somewhere that you can capture it. And therefore you can rip it off from them and like, give it to other people who don't pay for their service. Or you can just rip a bunch of stuff that you want to watch and then cancel the service, you know, before the end of the month, that kind of situation. It's, it's very, it's very frustrating because, um, oh, yes. and, but I did do some research and it said that they people had problems with the same thing with Netflix a couple years ago and Netflix mm-hmm. fixed it. Right now, I don't see anybody else complaining about it any, right at this moment. So hopefully if more well, people complain, they'll fix it again. Yeah, and, and they're working on it. Just, I mean, I guarantee you they're working on better copy protection and ways to do what I was saying, which is basically, you know, separate the thieves into the legitimate users. Mm-hmm. Um, but what? But it's easier for them up front oh, to just sure. say, okay, until we come up with a solution for this, just block everything. One bad apple and that's spoils probably, the bunch. I don't even know. If, absolutely. So the main, the, yeah, my main contention on this is not the companies who are trying to protect their stuff, which I wish they would come up with a better way, and I wish, you know, in a perfect world, blah, blah, blah. But it's the the people out there, the bad apples, the people who are feel like, oh, I don't have to pay for this. I'm going to rip this off, or I'm going to download this. I'm going to BitTorrent this. I'm, I'll say this. I, mean, I know what a BitTorrent is, so draw yes. your own conclusions. Oh, and, you know, this is hypothetical that, that I would have done right. that stuff. Yeah. I didn't really do that. I just, you know. But if I had, you know, yeah. I, I've certainly not done that. You know, even if I did do that in my 20s, I've certainly deleted all that stuff, and I haven't done it since then. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 100% for paying for stuff. Yeah. So, I guess what I'm asking now is that if anyone listening to this 
knows mm-hmm. if the newest Apple TV generation or if any Apple TV will let you stream shows like from Netflix or HBO Go, for instance, using cellular data and not Wi-Fi, let me know. Because yeah, all the... Yeah, uh, yeah, 4G. Yeah. All the information I've seen is you can't stream any of those shows unless you connect via Wi-Fi. I think you can connect Apple TV with LTE data, but then you can't stream, which is huh, stupid. Okay. Yeah, I agree. That's all. Done. So if I could just solve it by buying an Apple TV, I'll do it. But I can't use a Wi-Fi connection because I can't. Ha- I don't have unlimited data. Right. So definitely a first-world problem. But I'm I'm afraid that the yes. <laughs> I'm afraid that the rest of the um you know the apps and streaming services are gonna follow suit here and I'm gonna lose it all and then I'm really gonna be pissed off. Well, I don't think that's gonna happen just because I feel like if they were gonna do that, they would have already started doing that. Yeah, I mean you can't forget the people in the rural part of the country that can't get internet. We people we people are watching TV. Yes. We are the people that are VIPs at Amazon Video helping you make your decisions. Yes. By the way, You're I... You're deciding what the rest of the world gets to see on Amazon. We exactly. Made. I just voted on um, some artwork for a new show coming from Ooh. Amazon. Five, five more dollars in the Amazon bank. When you say artwork, do you mean like the cover art? Like the yeah. graphics? Yeah, the graphics. For like the... Which shows up when you like browsing for right, shows? Right, right. Oh, that's good. That's, that's important. Yeah. That stuff, if, if it catches people's eye, it's important. So anyway, my first problem is that. Do you have any first world problems this week? Uh, yeah, I do. I have one in particular thing that happened this week that um, I was absolutely furious about when Ooh. it first happened a few days ago. Uh-huh. Uh, I've calmed down now, but I still may get worked up into a rant again about this. Okay. Uh, I got a, uh, my kids ride the bus to school, to and from school every day. They came home this week and my son said they handed me this on the bus. And it was a letter from the school system, the transportation people, mm-hmm. uh, the bus supervisors, that basically said, dear homeowner, and it was you know a bunch of preamble and all this stuff, and they're kind of saying that their cars parked, our neighbors often park cars on the streets, because this, this neighborhood is big for, and I, I don't know why, but people park their cars on the street instead of in the driveway or the garage. Oh, and okay. the Neighborhood Association has tried to get people to do it, stop doing it. And it is, it's a, it, this, that part of it is sort of annoying to me when I'm trying to drive through the neighborhood and I have to weave around cars because people park on the wrong side. I've um, got a bunch of teenagers living in this neighborhood, you know, not, I mean, with their parents, but, you know, driving that, so they have an extra car and they can't fit it in the driveway anymore. And that goes on the street and teenagers don't know what they're doing half the time when they're driving. I mean, I was a teenager once, didn't know what I was doing either. <laughs> so nothing against them, but they're new drivers and they're parking on the wrong side of the street or they're, you know, three feet from the curb and you're having to go around them. And the the road is, you know, just a normal size, you know, subdivision roads in, in my neighborhood. But you got to, when you have to weave around cars, and especially if people are parked on the opposite side, like parallel to each other. Yes. There's barely enough room to drive in lane. between them a third car. Yeah. Yeah, completely. So I understand that the buses, the school system is now complaining about this. But instead of going to the neighborhood association or basically to the police, because I've seen people, I've seen police tow cars in my neighborhood for parking illegally on the side of the road, like going, pointing in the wrong direction or so far off the curb that it's causing a hazard. And they, they've towed the car. I've seen that happen before. Um, instead of going about it that way, the school system, the, the transportation division of the school system decided to send this letter home with my kids that basically said, 
It's been brought to our attention that vehicles are parked on your street and and eliminate and, and they and they hamper bus safety. Basically, is what they're saying because uh-huh. the bus has to go yeah. around them, yeah. which I, I, I it's fine. The way that they've decided approaches is to send letters home with the kids that say, "Hey, parent, can you talk to your neighbors and convince them not to park on the road anymore?" <laughs> which is ridiculous to me first off to approach it that way it's so like passive aggressive -aggressive. yeah they don't want to do it hey um we don't want to go and have to deal with this so hey nudge nudge why don't you go talk to your neighbors and walk through your neighborhood because i'm gonna be honest with you there's 250 houses in my neighborhood Mm -hmm. in just my side my section of this neighborhood this huge subdivision i'm i know maybe 10 percent of them at the most yeah, to expect you I know you maybe to like the show like the 15 or 20 houses around me to walk up and down yeah. and the road is forever long and so I'm not going to walk up and down the street and talk to these and that is ridiculous. So they The other thing they did, go ahead. Did they phrase it as, you know, you could be a better neighbor if you do this, you know, if you care about your community, you should handle it not us is basically what they're saying. Yes, I'm going to read I'm going to read you the paragraph that the the end of this letter. Please get together with your neighbors to trim the limbs or move the vehicles to allow the bus to pass freely on your streets. If this is not corrected, we may need to pull service from your neighborhood streets to avoid damage to the school bus. Oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. Your neighborhood will be reassessed for safe travel within the next two weeks, and you will be notified if we will need to make changes to the school bus route. Thank you for your support. Oh, my. Because here's the worst part of this. They sent this open letter, not in an envelope, home with, I'm assuming every kid that rides the bus in my neighborhood. This is the opposite way to go about doing this on every level. This is, again, this is the daddy-daughter dance thing that we had a few yeah, months yeah, ago. Yeah. Where the, it's not, the problem is not the main issue here. The, I agree that we need to get the cars off the side of the road. The bus the, needs to be safe. But here's the thing. I would not say in order to avoid damage to the school bus. I could give a crap about the damage to your freaking school bus. Yeah. I want you to protect the kids. The only thing the school bus is good for is keeping the kids safe and getting them to school. Yeah. I'm assuming she approved this letter, and it's a form letter, so I know this has been used before because it has a checkbox for, is it the like, tree limbs hanging over the, the road, or is it cars parked on the road? And they checked off cars parked on the road and not the tree limb part. That's oh. why the other thing said tree limbs. So other trees. people are getting... Notes about tree limbs. Very Other possible. neighborhoods. So, yeah, to approach it this way, it's like the, the opposite of what the, the best way to do this every time. It's the worst way to approach this to me in, in every single step of this, yeah, it's, this process. It's, and then they end it with a threat. You've got two weeks, people. Yeah, they give you a time. Yeah, it's like, okay, you have two weeks. This is like, you know, the loan shark coming and saying, you know, something might happen. I'd hate to see what would happen Uh to your knees or your thumbs. You know, those, you know, you'd want to, you know, if you don't get the money to me in two weeks. So go to your neighbors, you know, talk to them and convince them. And to send this openly with the kids where the kid can read it. Yeah, I'm sure they probably just assume the kids don't don't care and aren't going to read it. But put it in an envelope, at least seal it. Yes, come on. I that I told Deanna. That I is said, crazy. Cause she's she's out of town this week, so she didn't read it. So I texted her and I said, "This is the first time in my life, the first day of my life, when I ever, when I really wished that I was a woman." Okay. And she was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. And I said, "Because then it would be perfectly socially acceptable for me to track this woman down and punch her in her face yeah. that wrote this letter." <laughs> 
I might go to jail, but I wouldn't. I mean, because I'm I would never hit a woman for any reason whatsoever, and that's terrible. You should never do that. But if I was a woman, couldn't I punch her in the face and be you know get away with it? It'd be less. Ex- it At would least be socially. Yeah, it'd be more accepted. It's. I mean, it's still assault. Right. I'm not going to go attack anybody, and I'm certainly not going to attack anybody over this. But just that feeling of rage of Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. How they how this person handled again this. treating I, you like children. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't understand it. I I hope I haven't called the number. There's a there's an office phone number in there to call. I haven't called it yet because I'm trying to not yell and scream at them because that's not going to do any good because they're just going to hang up or they're just going to ignore me. Yeah. If they look, here's the thing that I think people forget: the government, including the school system, all the school employees, all the teachers, all government officials, elected, appointed, blah blah blah, hired people at the DMV, they all work for us. Yes, they all work for the people that pay taxes, customer service. They should approach their job as "How can I help you?" should be the first thought in their mind, not not. What I got? What can I get away with today and screw these people without too many people complaining? Sure, it's like insurance. It's like uh, Samsung. Yes. You're talking about customer service here. We need a reevaluation of the approach to customer yeah. service and certainly government service. Yeah, that is not In the local, way. Local, federal, state, every level. That letter is not the every way level. to go. No, oh, no. On any I, level. And I wonder how many other people have complained about this. I'd, I'd like to find out. I mean, I don't know if there's any way I could do that without going to my neighbors and saying, do you believe this? And mm-hmm. I, you, it's frustrating to me. You, your neighborhood needs to employ the uh, snow day parking um, rule. What's that? In, in, we don't have enough snow here, so I don't know what that is. I know, so you need to start employing this. It might help. Um, every, so during the winter months in many... Um, snow states, Minnesota, Wisconsin, I know do it. Opposite mm. parking, odd and even days. Oh, yeah. So that this plow can come through and the plow knows that everybody's going to be on one side of the street. So nobody, if, you, if you stay on the, side, the correct side, you don't get towed. If you do, you get towed. Yeah, I would, I would tell it before that. Or, or how about park your cars in your driveway? Well, yeah, that's, that goes without saying. Look, as much as I hate parking on people that park, not hate, much as I is inconvenient. Like I said, first world problem for me to drive around their cars. This school letter of, hey, why don't you go talk to your neighbor? You know, maybe you could convince them to, you know, not park on the street anymore. And, you know, by the way, you got two weeks to do it or we're not going to come or buses aren't going to pick up in your neighborhood anymore. Yeah. Give me a freaking break with that. That's very, that's a very threatening way to end it. And there are some yes. people that are probably not even looking at it like you are like, oh, this is a bad idea. This isn't the way to approach it. Poor customer service. They're basically, probably screaming you can't tell me where to park this is my neighborhood i can park there if i want to park there and you have to come and pick me up you know (laughs) that's true um and and technically the buses do have to come pick us up yes they do they can't have to have some bus route they cannot they can't threaten exclude children in the school district from the bus route no no so it's it's, it's, not only is it a stupid threat it's an empty threat unless it's truly dangerous i would think they might be able to get away with it but Right now, this isn't dangerous. That would be like something ridiculous. This is just some people complaining. It's probably the bus drivers. Oh, Oh, I hate going down this street because there's cars parked and I'm worried about missing or hitting them or something. I'll tell you what I think happened. Uh, We had a bus driver, one, my kid's been going, my son has been riding this same bus that stops in the same place um, 
for the last six years. So since kindergarten through fifth grade. And every year he's basically had a different bus driver, but it's been the same bus driver for the whole year. This year he had like five bus drivers and they were like alternate and like, it wasn't like they were like an alternating schedule. It was almost like this one would show up for a week and then this one would be here for like two days and then a different third person would be here for a day and then a different person would drop, pick them up in the morning and drop them off in the afternoon and then they would have like a different bus. Like it was like a newer style bus. It was, it's been a mess this year. Uh, and then last month, a like bus monitor lady was driving the bus and she said, hey, I'm, I'm training somebody. I'm training a new driver for this route. And she made like the kids line up a different way at the bus stop. And she would like yell out the door at us. Like, cause I'm standing at the bus. I mean, I have a kindergarten kid, so I'm standing at the bus stop with my kids when they pick them up in the morning. And she's like, Hey, you know, you need to line up and do this and you got to back up, back up. And I'm treating me like I'm, you know, a fifth grader. Oh no. And I was like, yeah, okay. Huh? And I turned to the other parent and I said, are you paying attention to this? And he said, nope. And I said, good. I said, I'm rolling with that too. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want, I'm not here to cause a problem. But I'm not going to buy into all of her BS. And this woman drove the bus for a week, then rode the bus with the new bus driver for a week after that. So I think this is the woman. Oh, she made I think she is the one who sent the letter. Or she went to, she was so into, we have to follow the rules even when the rules don't make sense, which drives me freaking insane. Oh, she's probably in charge of the father-daughter dance rules. It's that same mentality of that's the way we've always done it, yeah. and I'm, I can't think on my own, so I'm going to just keep doing it that way because it makes it easier on me because I don't have to think because I'm incapable of making rational thought. And that attitude, I mean, it was like a week later we got this letter. So I'm, I'm thinking because the neighborhood, people have been parking on the sides of the streets in this neighborhood and on the road for as long as the neighborhood has existed. Yeah, I know that because we moved. We were like the third house to move into this neighborhood, you know, twenty, you know, fifteen years ago. So it's it's this woman now who has been become the bane of my first world problems. Mm -hmm. But to play devil's advocate, yes, you've been able to park there for that many years, but it may not uh, change. Speaking of which, I've never, I, ne I never park on the street. Okay, well, your neighbors are parking on the street. Obviously, there you go. That may change. Mm -hmm. And you, the neighborhood may have to adjust to that. It sounds like they're making this threat. I would, I would be totally for people parking in their driveways and not parking on the street. But this is not the way I want it to happen. Absolutely not. You want to do it on this your own awful. terms. Well, I want to do it on decent terms. I don't want you to threaten... You, yeah, This exactly. letter basically threatened my kids and made one of them almost cry and the other one... Super nervous about how am I going to get to school? But it sounds like there's no forethought to this. Oh, absolutely letter. not. It's like, well, what's totally the easiest way for us to deal with this and then not really have anybody in our face because not many people will call and complain. So let's not do it at, you know, some meeting or town hall or whatever. Let's do it through letter yeah. and let's threaten them and that'll scare them. And then let's put yeah, in a little totally piece, backhanded. like, you know, talk to your neighbors, be a better neighbor. And then that'll get them to motiv motivate them. That is a terrible yeah. idea. No. I, I despise these kind of tactics. I despise people that do things this way. And I absolutely despise people who use children in order to get this communicated. Yeah, which seems like it might have been done. I mean, either purposefully or not, intentional or not, 
It was yeah, done. They that have way. my email address. They yeah. have my cell phone number. Text me. They the teachers at that school text me once a day about stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a general like text group message. You have my email address. I get emails from you all the time that are nonsense that I that I read and go, okay. Yeah. Do not do this. That's a good point. This seems on purpose to me. This was the intent was we want your kids to know that this may happen. Well, then that's absolutely out of line. Like they, yes. like you I, said, I, they may I, have. I think a good somebody point. should lose their job for this. Well, like you said, they may I have. I think a good somebody point should be suspended. That that you have to move the cars. That that's a good point, but not a good way to approach it. Yeah, and and don't tell me that it's for the safety of the school right, buses. Right, right. It's because somebody's that may be annoyed. The way they think about it, but that's wrong. Somebody yes. was annoyed. The safety of the school buses. I don't want to hear about your stupid school buses when my kids are riding or anybody's kids are riding on the school bus. Avoiding damage to the bus itself should be the last on your list of things that you're trying to avoid. Give me a break. True. They might be talking about, you know, people that are in those cars that open their door and that you run into the door. But still, that's damage to the school bus because the car is getting the bad end of the stick on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it is damage. It is damage up. to the come school on. bus that they're they're claiming. They have to come up with some reason. They can't say that somebody complained. They have to come up with a reason, which is damage to the school bus. This is not over. <laughs> no, and I look forward to hearing this resolution. It's ridiculous. It is. Ridiculous. Welcome to Ridiculous. That's the new tagline we're trying out. Do you like it? I mean, I can't hear what you're saying, so um, maybe send us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you either way, because we hope you're enjoying this episode. And if not, you know, we'd be okay to hear that too. Constructive criticism is always good. And ranting and yelling, obviously, we get into and appreciate. So, you can contact us on Twitter at SpeakTangents, via email at speakingoftangentspodcast at gmail.com, or visit our website, speakingoftangents.com, for relevant links and information. So, do we have any feedback this week? Oh, yes, we do. Um, okay, I'll do our Nosy in 140 from Lewis Nosy at the Lewis Nosy. Oh, yeah, cool. Where he does speaking of tangents in 140. Here it is VIP candy, bird murder, a row, <laughs> lead me to a restroom, Disney quiz, and S Town again. <laughs> Again, yeah, that's nice. I think you mean a row, by the way. Right, exactly, a row. Yeah. Isn't that what I said? No, you said row. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that, Matthew Vogel tweeted at Vogel Matt, uh, the British don't get in queue or on queue, they just queue, speaking of rows. Very good. He is correct, yes. But with that Louis Nosey tweet, when I first read it, bird murder made me laugh out loud. Yeah, that's good. So did lead me to a restroom. <laughs> And then S Town again. I just read it as S Town again. <laughs> again, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, so we're not going to go S Town again. Actually, we did talk about it a little bit today, but not really. I just mentioned it. Yeah, and we will talk about it again once I actually yes. listen to it. Yeah, I look forward to that. It mm. might be in 2020, but I look forward to it. That is correct. Okay, so Patrick Moffat at Moffat Patrick sent us an Earth Day. 
Earth Day greetings. Happy Earth Day. Speaking to tangents, science. Hashtag science. March of Science. And he showed a One picture. One of our former sponsors. Yes, and he and he sh- sent a picture of him um, marching. I I don't know where he was for the March for Science. I don't know what town he, where he was, but he was marching I'm for science. He was in California. Yeah. Well, I I very cool. Yeah, California. I do think he was in California. But so thank you for thinking of us on Earth Day, Patrick. Absolutely. Um, Bob Walsh at Adadaya. Mm-hmm. He he just tweeted us and said, "I'm catching up on older podcasts. This must have been when we were talking about where we mentioned Billy Ray Cyrus in a quiz or something." Okay. And he said, oh. "Billy Ray Cyrus's best song title, which I here's the song title. I've never heard of this one. I'm so miserable without you. It's almost like you're here." <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's a good awful song title. Yeah, I only know Achy Breaky Heart, so. Yeah, same here. But that is a that's a that is an awful song title. I believe I believe Bob Walsh is also the one that drew, tweeted um, WTD. Yes, he did. With WTD exclamation points. Uh huh. Welcome to Which Delicious. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, so we've got some reaction from last week, our last week episode. Okay. So Matthew Vogel. Well, isn't that this whole feedback segment? Well, not really. From... This Bob Adadaya or Bob Walsh at Adadaya wasn't from last week. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And Patrick Moffat wasn't rea- reacting. Well, he listened to it last week. Yes, he did. Okay. All right. <laughs> Sorry to derail this <laughs> right at the beginning. Well, it's like, that's what we do. So. Yeah, totally. Again, Vogel Matt, he's talking about duct tape because you talked about duct tape and coat hangers mm-hmm. with trying to get your bird nest out of your dryer vent. Oh, yeah, the dryer vent. Yeah. yeah. He said, duct tape and coat hangers kept the exhaust of my 69 Volvo in place. Nice. Which is fabulous. And your response to him was, yes, it can solve any problem. I've used duct tape to patch holes in pants multiple times. And this is what I wanted to ask you about. Okay. (laughs) What? Yes. You've never done that? No. I've totally patched holes up in jeans with duct tape. What? Absolutely. How? Like, okay, so did you put on the other, uh, underneath and on top? No, you just put it on the inside. How does it like, not pick like, up stuff? It does, but that adds, it makes it look like a patch. Oh, okay. You don't leave it there for like a month at a time. You do it every time you wash them. You take it off because you don't want duct tape in the dryer. Trust me. Okay, so this is a one, one and done situation with the duct tape. Oh, no. Well, I mean, you know, well, when you're, five when you're times. Patch a pair of pants, yeah. especially cotton like jeans are, um, or some sort jeans of cotton. Jeans are blend, cotton. You're going to have to. Oh, yeah. Cotton washed. Sewn washed. Lees. Well, no, it's denim. I think denim is made from cotton. Okay. Right? Yeah, probably right. It's a cotton fiber at some point. Um, but or you is take... it jute? Well, I'm sure you can make jute jeans. That's probably a thing, actually, that <laughs> probably exists. Probably is. Um, the, if you put a patch like that's not pre-washed and, like, I think it's called darned. Is that what it is? Darned if like, I do, if you... darned if I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I think it's what it's called, something like that, where you put, I am not a seamstress, um, or a seamster, what's the What's male the male equivalent of seamstress? Of seamstress? Yeah. Uh, Probably like sew master or something like seamstim. that. Because, is that real? It is now. It's probably called sew master or, you know, something crazy because the, the unequivocal, unequivocal, uh, 
non-equal <laughs> ways that, you know, <laughs> when stuff like that was named 100 years ago, men always named themselves their version oh, yeah. of something cool and the women got, you know, something subsidiary, you know. Subsidiary? <laughs> almost said it again. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Uh, they got something subservient of that. This you know is, I mean? we talked about this. I don't think we talked about it on pod, but uh-huh. I talked about this with you last week about in the Renaissance times, they called the women wenches and yes, the and men had the some, about? like, I want to say it had, it was, it's some really cool name. And when we probably could have looked this up, we, put, we probably could have, but I, yeah, I get what you're saying. It's probably master of so, master of so, yeah. <laughs> so master. I think, I think so master would be better. Yeah, so master and seamstress. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Okay, so I'm not a so master, um, but when you put a pair, when you put a patch on a already worn pair of pants, especially jeans, if you don't pre-set it, whatever you have to do ahead of time. Then when then the the stitches will tear and rip because the patch will shrink and deform at a different rate as the actual pair of pants. Yes, and I think that's called darning the thing, the patch. Maybe there's some there's some term for that. Anyway, um, so in order well, when you are I the sew master. A, yeah, not being being the sew master that I am. If you don't, when I don't have time or don't take the time, I should say to actually patch the pants. Like over multiple years, in some cases, <laughs> um, to patch them correctly, it's easier to just throw duct tape on underneath the the hole every time. And then, like if then if you you know if enough stuff sticks to it, it looks kind of like cool, like it's a little patch, you know. If enough little fibers stick to it, so do you? Do you know how to sew a patch? Oh yes, I took home ec in high school. Okay, I took home ec in high school too. But I don't know how to do that. That's just needle and thread. My my mom is the seamstress wench, and she <laughs> patched many of my jeans. I'm sure she's going to appreciate that title. <laughs> my mom actually has her own sewing business. Oh, um, does she? So she probably she makes crafts and stuff. She probably yeah, taught so. you then. Uh, no, I learned from home ec in high school. Oh, okay. Well, see, my if mom... I, she would have certainly taught me if I wanted to, but I was just, you know, I was doing other things. My mom tried to get me to learn, and I... It's much uh-huh. like piano. No, I don't have time for that. Yeah. Leave me alone. Yep. You can just keep patching my pants for me. And yes, that's what that, that's what, what, what happened. So I, you, do you take, like, stuff to her now to patch? Not anymore, but occasionally... I, well, not patch, but occasionally, you know, I'm five foot one, and so pants yep. never fit me. And sometimes I will ask her to hem a pair of ridiculously long pants. Yeah. Ah, that's the same thing. And mm-hmm. my mom made, like, when she was growing up, like, when she was in middle school, she made all of her own clothes and clothes for her sisters. It was just a thing she's always been good at and she's always been interested in, so she's always done it. Um, I guess I got some of that DNA in me because it was easy for me to pick up stuff like that when I was in high school doing home ec classes. And I, I can take care of my own stuff with clothes like that with, like, little... Sewing little things like that. It's just nice. I, it doesn't interest me really. I so. didn't get any of that DNA. And she used to sew <laughs> she used to sew dresses, make dresses for herself, I think, when she was younger. And yep. she definitely made clothes for my, my brother and me for years when we were younger. Yes. And, yeah. And she my mom, my mom makes clothes for my kids now quite a bit, especially my daughter. She'll make her like dresses and stuff. So I mean, hey, that's, that's awesome. That's cool with me. Yeah. 
Okay, so anyway, I didn't... What were we under- talking about? Well, the duct tape on your... I just didn't get that. I didn't understand yeah. how that worked. Um, yeah, I've it's, never it's even awesome. considered that. Do not leave it on the pants or the clothes when you put it in the dryer. Okay. I made that mistake once. Do not do that. Did a bird? Yeah, it's, it's, did a bird's nest create after? Did the bird's nest just form after the duct tape went through the dryer? It turned into a whole bird's nest of problems. Yeah, yeah. As, you know. Was, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, now John Miller. Any more feedback? Yes, John Miller at JKM five six three. This was a very you know, ominous tweet, I thought. It said, in the darkness Uh of a rainy Saturday, I binged on (laughs) S-Town. That's very, very poetic. Very, like, uh, yes. He didn't tell us what he thought of it. So, maybe next week he'll tell us what he thought of it. But speaking of John Miller. I would say that that is a kind of a depressing sentence. Yeah. yeah, So maybe that's, that's, he's getting that across, you know, with the atmosphere and the emotion, yes, not he's, necessarily you know implicit. Yeah, he's implying that. But yes. Now speaking implicit, of John Miller, yeah, implicit. Yeah, same word, different, different. We took different routes to get there. There you go. John Miller, a John Miller, sent a note to the TK show this week, saying that he's retiring on Friday of this week. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! And. If it's John, if it's John Miller, JKM five six three, I don't know. Um, but if it is, uh, congratulations on your retirement, John. And, yes. And, happy retirement. And if it isn't that John Miller, if there's another John Miller listening who's retiring, you know, congratulations, John Miller. I'll withhold congratulations until we hear from him. Okay. This other. All right. You know, John Miller, this doppelganger. Yes. But uh, if it's if it's the real John Miller, you know, congratulations. Yeah, definitely. Enjoy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Smitty Scoop at Smitty Scoop. Wow, three exclamation points. And then he <laughs> used three exclamation points. I didn't know how special I was until oh, I heard boy. KJ explain it. So that must have been the note where I said that I said see you at Jingle Fest with three explana- exclamation points, which I found to be very exciting. Oh, this is when you emailed him. Or when I sent him, him this. Physically his, mailed him the sticker. Yeah, yeah, his prize from the March Madness bracket. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now he knows the three exclama- exclamation points means super excitement. Yeah, and absolutely, if it came from our podcast, that was 100% from you and not me. <laughs> Although you sent me a text this week with three exclamation points. And I don't As think it was... An, I don't think so. Oh, yes. Okay, all right. <laughs> Believe me. <laughs> I'm pretty adamant about this over-punctualization. I know. Pun- punctu- over-punctualizationalization. Is that a word? Over-punctualization. There you go. Yeah. Frank Smith at TPT Frank said, uh, KJ got semi-solicit seats. A practical question. Were they a two-poncho situation? Hashtag <laughs> one percenter problem. Uh, the answer is no. Yeah. You did not go. You went blanket instead of poncho, which is a good choice. Definitely. We, didn't, we definitely didn't need a poncho. So I guess I can't say no. I just didn't get a chance to try, which I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. Anytime there's no rain at a game, I'm happy. Yeah, totally. Um, a clarification or an answer to a question, not really a clarification, I guess. We asked if the Johns minded that they are named after toilets and men of the night or, or ladies of the night or whatever. <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> You know what I'm saying. Men of the night. Men of the yes. night. He said yes. People who solicit prostitution. Yes, yes, he says, yes, we do get a bad name. We are big bad looking for ladies of the evening and so many other things. And then he said, I have never minded 
And he used <laughs> three exclamation points. I'm sensing a, a theme yeah, here. Um, yeah. I like I like that he put we're big bad. Yes. Big bad John. Yeah, big yeah. bad John. Um, swag report. Adam Benson at Benson underscore the comic, who lives in Canada, said he got his stickers. So I was happy to hear that. Cool. And then Todd... Sorry, I, I blacked out there for a second when you said swag report. <laughs> Sorry, continue, please. Todd Takei also sent us a note with, Damn right I tanked for this. Thanks, speaking of tangents. Hashtag mm. swag. Hashtag affirmation baby. <laughs> And he took a picture of your CD that, you know, the last place winner got and his sticker. That you autographed. That I autographed, yes. Yes, which is the most valuable thing in that picture. definitely. And then he also sent us a picture on Facebook of the sticker on his, with all of his beer mag, what did he call it? A beer magnet fridge, I think. Beer fridge. Beer fridge. You're now part of the beer fridge. And he put the sticker up there with all the beer uh, companies. So that's awesome. Good company. Cool, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm into that. I'm into places like where like refrigerators or, or walls or, or things like bulletin boards that you stick stickers on, like guitar cases and stuff like that. I don't have any like stickers on the back of my car. I, I put them all on like guitar cases or instrument cases or that kind of stuff. Yep, me too. I don't like stickers on my car, but I do have a TK magnet on my car, which I will, you Ooh. know, I'll do that, but I don't want to put a sticker. Mm-hmm. I agree. Unless it's guaranteed to come off in full and be, and be um, you know, reusable. Which doesn't yeah, you happen. Think about much. that resale value. Yeah. Exactly, of the sticker, not the car. Of course. Yeah. Now this, the next little bit is about the quiz, the Disney quiz. Okay. Adam Benson. He said he was listening to the quiz and he's killing it. He has he's seen all of them up to this point, and I think he followed nice. it up by that he got them all. So he was sort of live tweeting, I think, while he was listening, which we always ah, are. Cool. We always approve of that. Um, Big time. Jolene Wojcik at JMR Wojcik said nice that she was proud of herself as well. Mm-hmm. And then we started to get more grief about our lack of knowledge about Disney movies. <laughs> which, like, cause which, be honest, we don't, no. we don't get nearly enough for the lack of knowledge that we have. So we, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we should be getting a lot more grief for our lack of knowledge. Except, you know, you pointed out that you still got all of them right except one. Yeah, well, we we yeah we got all the ones on that quiz except one, and I, I believe I tweeted about the uh, was it Brother Bear was the name of the one. Yeah, we Brother Bear. I think Jolene and Adam and Jolene both said they got that. So hey, yeah. they did better than us on that one. I think Jolene said that her kids are still into Disney or in their oh cool in their twenties. I think mm-hmm. I just never was into too much Disney. I, I've never been either. I've never been to like Disney World, Disneyland, any place like that. But I've had opportunities. I just was like, nah, I'm not interested. And speaking of Disney, yeah, I went to Disneyland once. Is that the one that's in California? Yes, I think in so. In Anaheim? I think World is in Florida. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they were talking on the Kornheiser show a couple, of, maybe it was a week or two ago now, about the rides that they've been on that make, him, make them sick uh-huh. or that they're yeah. afraid of. First of all, I'm afraid of all rides. Um, I don't like roller coasters <laughs> at all. Um, really? Jean McManus said she was afraid of the one she hated the most was the Ferris wheel, and that's about the only one I can tolerate. Um, hmm. But they mentioned Space Mountain and how sick it made them. Have you ever been on Space Mountain or heard of it? I've heard of it, obviously. I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland, so oh, you've I never think been that's to where both it is. of them. Okay. Yeah, so no. 
I've never been to any Disney park. It's, theme park. it's a roller coaster in the dark. So the lights are right, off. You can't in, see anything. Inside, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was a young girl, and my dad really wanted me to go on this, or maybe I really wanted to go on it. I don't remember. But I, I think I just kept my eyes shut the whole time, and I got, I didn't get any further out of the ride before I threw up all over the ground. Oh. And I just remember it was cherry slushy. Oh. <laughs> well, that could have been worse. I hate Space Mountain. Yeah. Anyway. I can see that. Where, where, where we were talking about the, oh, we were talking Disney about movies. just Disney in general that we, mm-hmm. neither one of us had heard of Brother Bear. Yes. Um, never. But I was, I did get, we did, we got some tweets about me getting the, it looks like my Robin Hood whistle was correct. I was Robin oh, Hood. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know some Disney, I guess what I, my point is on that, but not, not a lot. Yeah, I know a lot of Disney. I've seen a lot of those movies or at least have know enough about what their plots are to figure it out from those eight word title things that we were doing. Yeah. Uh, it's just, I've never, I've never been into like sitting down and watching like Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty. They're just kind of slow now to me. Yeah. Somebody yeah. mentioned some, I think it was Todd Takei. Where were they on Sunday nights when this... What was on Sunday night? Some Disney thing? It was like the magical world of Disney. And I remember whenever that came on, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm out. I remember that, the magical world of Disney, that phrase, but I don't know if I watched it or not. Uh, I think it always started with like Tinkerbell and it showed like the castle, the Disney, like Cinderella's Mm -hmm. castle, Mm -hmm. whatever it is, the main logo that they have. Uh, And then it would like go into like a a Disney movie. Um, I watched the Disney live action ones from that time period. Okay. And there, they had a lot of those. Um, the old animated stuff is just it's too slow for me. I, the Pixar stuff, I can, the early Pixar, like the first 10 years or so of Pixar, I can really get into. But um, Yeah, I like Pixar I, too, I, a lot. Yeah. I think I'm going to go back and watch Robin Hood now, though. Yeah, it's, I, I've actually seen that one. It's, um, and I believe somebody tweeted us that said um, that Roger Miller is a voice in that, and he is. He's the rooster, the balladeer. He's the narrator, basically. Yeah, I think that was Frank Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, I did that. not then, know that. And that, I said last week that Baloo from Jungle Book is basically the same bear, and it is literally the same voice actor and the same facial expressions and the same animators. So it's just like oh, a different color bear. That's the same funny. Bear as Little John in yeah, the Robin Hood. And I, and I think it was Jay Babb's sports chick, Jen Babish, mm-hmm. that said she couldn't believe I'd never seen The Fifth Element. It's one of her yes. favorite movies. Um, one of my favorites. And Pat, But I do know that Patrick Moffat, he tweeted, Lilo Dallas Multipass. Only, yes. only two exclamation points. Yes. I do know that that's from Fifth Element. But I've never yes. seen it. I, don't think I, I still don't think I've seen it. That's one of the most quoted lines from that because it's when they're trying to get on the, um, the spaceship to go to a Flustin Paradise. And they're... Like trying, they've won this competition. I mean, they won a contest, and he didn't really win. They set it up so he could go because he's tracking down these uh, stones. Wait, you're not going to spoil anything, right? Oh no, this is not a spoiler. Okay. Um, and um, Mila Jovovich, who plays Lilu, um, goes up to the line, and she holds it, and they ask like the customs, like the check-in desk, and he's like, "What's her name?" And she says, "Lilu Dallas Multipass," yeah. because multipass is the name of the like pass. Yeah, right. But she reads it as the last name because she's kind of still learning, you know, the language and uh-huh. figuring stuff out. 
Um, I won't tell you any more than that, but uh, it's, you should watch it. You should really watch. It's good. Well, didn't you? It's crazy and funny, but it's good. Didn't you, or somebody tweeted that there's going to be a 20th anniversary. Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, it's coming up on, at like the second or third week of May. I think May 14th or 17th is the 20, 20 years ago that movie came out, which is crazy to me that it's been that long. Yeah, um, I, I should just wait till that comes out so I can see it on the big screen. Yeah, I'd probably pay. Of course, three, then I'd have to pay for it. Yeah, it's probably gonna be twenty bucks that way. I would, yeah. I would spend the three or four dollars, and that way you can pause it if you, you know, get tired of it and can't take it all at once. But the, sure, it's it's very interesting. It's it's certainly different, but I liked it a lot. And then you know, so that came out, and then there's big discussion about movies that people haven't seen, and that that led to musicals. And I think people yes. were kind of surprised that a you hadn't seen Wizard of Oz. And B, you Correct. hadn't seen Big Lebowski. Yes. Or Wicked. I tried to watch Big Lebowski. I watched like 10 minutes of it several times. It was like, nope. It's not interesting to me. You didn't like it. So I understand. It's not for everybody. I mean, no. hey. It's got a huge cult following, Big Lebowski. Yes. I liked it. Cool. Um, so anyway, that and then went into some musicals. Wicked, I highly recommend you see. Yeah, you know I'm not a musicals person. I know. But you said Les Mis, and I don't. I have not seen Les Mis. Oh, my gosh. Right. I need to see it. Really? Yeah, I haven't seen it. Uh, yeah. If you, if you like musicals, you have to see that one. I don't really I would like s- them that much, but the, oh, okay. I do want to see Hamilton, so I'll just put Les Mis on there, too. Yes. Uh, it's, I actually saw that li- like a live, like live-action performance. I've never seen any of the Les Mis movies, so I wouldn't know if I would recommend any of those. I haven't either. But the, the actual like Broadway cast musical live is incredible, and I think most of that's on, on YouTube. You can watch it like the 20th or the 10th or 15th anniversary or whatever. Um, they do one like every five or ten years. They go back and get some of the original cast um, and redo it, and it's put it on again, and it's, it's pretty incredible. Well, the songs is, in that are just the best. This is one of those musicals that I've been told over and over, you need to see Les Mis. Yes. So I uh, will put that up with Fifth Element and so many other things that I haven't seen. At least I've seen <laughs> The Wizard of Fast Oz. Fast and the Furious movies, five, yeah? six, and seven. Uh-huh. And, but you got to go, you got to start at the beginning. You got to go one, two, three, four to get to five, six, and yeah, seven. Yeah, I, I will get there eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at least I've seen quality, Wizard of Oz. quality, highbrow entertainment in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Wizard of, Oz, Wizard of Oz, I wonder how much that had to do with dreams going from black and white to color when people saw that movie True. as it was originally intended the first time. Because I know enough about it to know that it does that trick of when she goes to Oz, it's black and white before that, and yes. then it goes to color yeah. when she goes to Oz and opens the door. Which That's back right. then was a tremendous, like, blew people away when they saw that. Yeah, I'm sure. Because that was, when did that come out? In the 40s? 1940? Yeah. yeah. Something like that. That's a great movie. You got to see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think Ed Butt talked about that too, about how- Yes, he um, did. Mm-hmm. Seeing it. He originally watched it on a black and white TV, so he did not even know until later that that part, when she goes into Oz, <laughs> was in color. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. So put that on your list. I'm never going to watch that. Okay. You know that by now, yeah, right? Yeah, I do. Has okay. Jason's I know wife so much seen about it? it would. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Has, has insert anybody in the history since that movie has been existing um, 
seen that, put that in that blank, and the answer to that question is, have they seen it? Yes, probably. Except, Except for me. Jason Fuse. Yeah. Okay. Um, that might be my last holdout. That might be a what? My last holdout. I might last hold holdout. on that forever. Okay. Just being stubborn, you know? Yeah. Now, that's pretty much the bulk of the feedback this week. Okay. Do we have any Amazon reviews? Yes, we have a few. And speaking of movies, and speaking of The Fifth Element in particular, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that we got The Fifth Element into the show this week, so I went and did Amazon reviews of the actual movie. Not a oh. DVD, not, not like some other product or anything, but this is the actual streaming okay. movie. So these people in the, the reviews are rating the actual movie and not like... Because sometimes you'll see like... Um, a movie that has, I don't know, a Blu-ray, and it'll be a terrible Blu-ray transfer or something to be messed sure. up or, you know, be edited in a weird way, like the new Star Wars, you know. Yeah, someone to be mad about the, and stuff. The, yeah. the, the size of the screen and please, Mr. Lucas, yeah. you can't do, you can't move from yes. this to this. Yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying. Which we have covered, yeah, before. Yeah. Um, but these are actual reviews for the movie. Um, so I thought I would inspire you to want to go watch the movie by reading some of these reviews. Okay, let's hear it. Are they good reviews? Is this going to inspire me? These are all one-star reviews. Or dissuade me. Oh, one-star. Dissuade. (laughs) Yes, every one of these is a one-star. Okay. Uh, The first one, one-star, one word, poop. (laughs) So, real quality analysis there. Not a poop emoji, Um, though? Just poop? The word No, just the word poop. Okay. Any exclamation Um, points behind that? Uh, no, a period. Oh, no, not even a period. Oh, okay. I, I misspoke. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Just, just poop. poop. I mean, I don't, it could be a question of poop. Yeah, it could be. You could don't be know. Poop. Like, it could be multiple exclamation points. They just, you know, one star. Yeah, they don't want to be bothered with, of, you know, punctuating. So, we don't really know. Totally not. Yeah. Okay, next. Well, I think what they're saying is it's poop. It's not even worth punctuating. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, another one star review. Pick something else. It's not worth Sorry. watching. Hold on. I hear Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, you need to be quiet. <laughs> so, uh, one star. Pick something else. It's not worth watching. Didn't finish watching it. It's not much of a movie. I had seen it once before and did watch the entire movie. I didn't want to do that again. Okay, so why Which did he even leads start? leads me to all sorts yeah. of questions. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. Why did he even start watching it a second time? I don't know. So that he could review it. But why did he have to say he didn't finish watching it the second time? It's not much of a movie. Why did he? And that he didn't want to do that again. Why didn't he just say, I watched it. It's not much of a movie. I didn't like it. There are so many questions about what is going through this guy's head when he wrote this review. I don't understand. What's the motive behind this other than, you know, he doesn't like the movie, obviously, but that you could do that with several other ways of doing that. Oh, I mean, sure. You could just say on. poop, for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Poop. <laughs> Direct and to the point. Uh, another one-star review. This gets into the psychology of the reviewer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, one star. Sorry, I didn't like it. Oh, he's apologizing. So they're apologizing. Yeah. I, are they apologizing to the film? Is he apologizing to other people who reviewed it that liked it yeah is he apologizing to someone personal like his you know a relative or a friend of his that likes the movie and he's just trying to tell them but he didn't want to name them out and call them out um 
is he apologizing to Amazon? Yeah. Is he apologizing to Bruce Willis or Mila Jovovich? It could be. Or Luke Besson? All of the above. Or Chris Tucker? Or just apologizing to everyone else who liked the movie so much. Hmm. It'd be like you saying, sorry, I didn't like Big Lebowski. I know you would not say that, I know. But (laughs) the point is that so many people do that you kind of feel like, yeah, sorry, it wasn't my thing. Maybe that's and, what he you know, was doing. I can understand that if it was a one-on-one, like a personal exactly. interaction or conversation. This is a movie, a review. Well, Who was he apologizing to? Exa- well, why does he? Why does this person feel the need to apologize for not liking something? There's some deep-seated thing in there that I want to get at. That's that I want what to people say, do. Help this guy. They yeah. say they say I'm sorry all the time. That's a Midwest nice thing. Sorry. Oh. You know. What? Sorry, you suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was that wow. last week when? There was an Amazon review that was basically the same thing. I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was, but we talked about it in those terms. The person apologized and then said they were not apologized, but it was something like that. Okay. I don't remember. <laughs> You're talking to the wrong person trying to remember stuff. Well, I can't remember either, so it's not good. We better just We're move in on. sad shape yeah. when, when I'm relied on to remember yeah, anything. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so, um, next. Next. One star, avoid unless you enjoy random nonsense, which, Ooh. I mean, hey, I got a podcast I might, yeah. you might be interested in here. So this is something, there's a, there's a review for me. Yes. Well, that's the, just the title. Oh. Just that's the title. just the okay. setup. Okay. So here's the entire body of the review. Worse than I ever thought the first time. Oh, another person that's read it twice or watched <laughs> yes. it twice. Watched it twice, but hated it both times. Hated it. But I had to watch it again. Yeah. Uh, worse than I ever thought the first time. I, wh- I know. I'm confused by that sentence. It's something not right with that sentence. Worse than I ever thought the first time. Worse or worst? Worse. worse. W-O-R-S-E. Okay. Worse than I ever thought the first time. It's, it's like they're trying to say... It's something not right that's throwing me off about that sentence. I can't put my thumb, finger on it. Right. It's, it should have just said something like, worse than the first time, worse than the first time yeah, I watched like it that. or something like that. Yeah. Uh, another one. One star. One of the lamest movies I've seen in a long time. Not quite sure why I watched it other than plain inertia. <laughs> Which, I want to say this person doesn't know what the word inertia means. They don't understand their physics. No. They need some help. Uh, Let's see. We've got a couple more. Let's see which one here. Um, One star. Costumes sucked. Acting sucked. Well, that was one hour of my life that I'll never get back. This movie was pretty pitiful. And pitiful was spelled P-I-T-T-Y-F-U-L. Oh, that's so funny. Everything sucked. I have to go back to that. Keep going. (laughs) <laughs> costume sucked again costume sucked repeated this so they must have really sucked costume <laughs> sucked acting sucked and the one black dj guy i wanted to punch in his mouth don't waste don't oh waste your time watching this waste not w-a-s-t-e but w-a-i-s-t okay don't waste your time yeah. watching this mm-hmm. and i will give you a million dollars if you can come up with the name of the person that reviewed this I have no idea. Tim Allen. Tim Allen? Tim <laughs> Allen Dick? the name Dick? for the review. 
I don't think it's Tim Allen, Dick. Okay. No, I don't think it's Tim Allen that we talked about a week or two, two ago. Was it last week or week before last? Uh, two weeks ago, I think. It was recently. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, reviewed by Tim Allen. So. Okay. Well, maybe it was that, uh, Tim Allen, but I would doubt it highly. Okay. Now, I have to go back to two things. Number one, he sure. said it was the worst hour, which tells me that he probably stopped early. Yeah. Hour and a half. And this movie's like two hours long. Okay, so, so, yes, he, he did not early. watch the whole movie. A. B, I don't know if I want to admit this and put myself in the same category as this guy, but I was in a spelling bee once uh-huh. in fourth grade. My only yep. spelling bee I ever did, or third uh-huh. grade, I was third grade, and I came in fourth place, and the word I missed was pity. Oh. I spelled it P-I-T-T-Y. Oh. Well, see, that's that's acceptable, and especially I, in third or fourth grade. I, I've never misspelled that word again. But pitiful. To spell pitiful, right. not only to put two T's in there, but and do a y, y instead yeah. of I. Yeah. yeah, that's... And the worst one by far is waste, though. Absolutely. Don't waste W-A-I-S-T your time. Yeah. Come on. Yep. So I, I'm trying to inspire you to go, okay, these are the people giving this movie a one-star review, mm-hmm. so it may be a little more intellectually viable yes. so you might be more actually interested in it than some of these people um not to cast dispersions on anybody but i mean come on yeah well, uh, and that's kind of the gist i'm ahead. getting i will be watching this yeah it's it's a little more above the base level sci-fi action movie it's not you know guy gets a gun and goes and shoots a bunch of people i mean that kind of stuff happens but there's a lot more like interesting stuff going on in this movie and okay. just the scenery and stuff and how the production design and everything goes. Um, it's, it's weird, but in a good weird. It's a good weird. One, one, for, one final review. Um, this is another one star to close it out. And here's another deep psyche. Um, I'm wondering what's going on with this person. One star, not worth rating is the entire <laughs> review. We had one of those Which, last week. You, you dis, you disputed. You went against your own review by rating it one star. Exactly. And you typed one star as the title of your as the title of the review. Oh, that's that's not the worth key. Rating. That's the key right yes. there. Because don't they didn't press the button. Didn't you yeah. tell me that you have to review it? You rate it. If you're going to review, you can't just put zero stars, which would be a non-rating. So yes. you could you could give forgive the guy by just putting one star and saying not worth rating because he had to put something in. But when you title it one star, there's no forgiveness. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's no forgiveness to me anyway because just don't write the review. Well, that's true. Or don't put don't put not worth rating as your entire review. How about give I didn't like it or this is terrible because there was plenty of terrible you know yeah. reviews in here. Yeah. Just come on, not worth rating. <laughs> this is. All I'm asking is people just think. I mean, I, I need to do this sometimes too, but just just think for a second before you do something. They, they were in people a hurry. People on Amazon, please. They were in a hurry. Yeah, well, of course, and they didn't have time to watch this movie, you know, the second time. Yeah. That's, <laughs> rewatch it. It's not like the guy was like watching it was like, oh, I remember now. I watched this movie before and I hated it. It was, I mean, because I feel like they would have put something in, in there before. But yes. it didn't finish watching it. I had seen it once before and did watch the entire movie. I don't want to do that again. You, you literally <laughs> did it halfway again, at least. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. These Come people on. have way too much time on their hands, apparently. Well, 
they're not even taking their own advice in well, the review true. of not worth rating because the title of that guy's review that said didn't want to do that again was pick something else. It's not worth watching. He's telling himself and he's blind to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying, to, He can't even see what he's t- trying to tell himself. His subconscious is going, do not do this. Do not do this. He's writing, pick something else. It's not worth watching. And he's watched it one and a half times already. Come on. You didn't like it the first time. What are you doing? And then why did you have to go write a review about it? Just yeah. Resist the urge to write a review unless you have something important to say about the actual thing itself that is helpful to other people that the the purpose of the review is not to just be able to spout out whatever you want. The purpose of it is to help others make the decision on whether they should purchase or watch or rent or whatever the product or service. Yeah. And I can't, I can't disagree with anything you've said. Um, but I do think think that that goes, we could just stamp that on the end of every show. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although you you probably hit on something. A lot of those people aren't there to help others. They're there to rant no. about it. Absolutely. Yeah. This is the absolutely the the customer service in, you know, mm-hmm. the 21st century way of going things is I'm not here to help you. I'm here to cuz I get paid or I'm here to spout off my opinion on stuff, which I mean <laughs> we do a 2-hour podcast every week, so who am yeah. I to say anything about that? Right. This is a serious first world problem. But I'm not going to get on here and rant and say, this is terrible. You shouldn't, you should never do a podcast. Nobody should ever do a podcast. You know why? Yeah. <laughs> because it would be stupid yeah. <laughs> as we're doing the podcast to say, I'm not, I, nobody should do a podcast. <laughs> exactly. That is probably the best point you've made all day. Well, thank you. That's probably <laughs> the high point of <laughs> for a while this year of 2017. Uh, of course I was just, we kid because we love. Yes, of course. Do we have anything else that you wanted to bring up or rant about or talk about this week? No, I think Or recommend or, you know, say maybe don't do this, but then do it as you're yeah. saying not to do it. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, don't that eat kind of don't eat a whole box of milk duds in thirty five seconds. <laughs> okay, I'll let you go then. All bye. Right, bye. Speaking of Tangents is brought to you by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Created by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. Lyrics and vocals by K.J. Onstead and Jason Fuse. Costume design by Jason Fuse and K.J. Onstead. Speaking of costumes, you should have seen mine today. If I do say so myself, it was fabulous. It did a great job of enveloping all the areas that need a good enveloping, especially after eating Culver's custard, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, and speaking of eating, do you know how many calories are in a bacon cheeseburger from Five Guys? No, of course you don't. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas. And I love you.